Hello, Street Fighters. Welcome to my backyard in the very first ever socially distanced patio edition of Street Fight Radio. Um, we're chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool here um, on the deck. There's ambient birds that I don't know the names of making loud noises. Uh, there's neighbors that probably are listening to the podcast. Uh, and there's a little back chatter. I think someone's talking shit about one of their best friends in the backyard behind us. Um, but I am feeling like, uh, you know, this is the pinnacle right here. I'm living the life on my back patio, uh, doing my podcast, drinking a beer, you know, just like every American guy loves to do, you know, talking and drinking, talking That's and the drinking two things white guys like to do and like I t- sit outside, talk and drink. And I tell you what, I'm sitting in my brand new father's day chair. I asked for a micro chair or a smaller chair. I wanted something that was like a hammock style where there was no frame underneath me that I hung. So I've got my best dad chair, my best dad beer, and I'm on my best dad patio doing the best calling show. It's a micro chair, not micro chair. Yeah, not micro chair, micro. It's like smaller than the other stuff. But uh, so far, so good. We're probably going to get eaten by bugs. I don't. I, I won't. I already well, have hives anyway. What's the matter? What's the difference, you know? Call it. The queue is maxed out. <laughs> People are jumped in, ready to talk. Uh, we we'll, even post that we were. Did you post on Street Fighters or something? Uh, it auto posts. Uh, okay. I just can't believe the queue's there. They all came in. Uh, it's, it was a race. Well, here's the thing. We're going to take a few minutes here at the top of the show. Because uh, who knows where I'll be Wednesday, all right? Okay. Uh, I'm dying. I just want everybody to know well, that I'm living in pure hell right me, now. Okay, let me also say uh, this is also a very special patio edition of Street Fight, but we also have guest in the socially distant studio, Nick from Means TV. You know him as the whiz kid behind Means Television, the socialist co-op <laughs> platform, right? Means Television. Means Television. Means of Production Television. <laughs> yeah, it's a good name, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I used to watch television all the time when I was Me a too. kid. I love television. It's my favorite thing. Boob tube. It just rots your brain. Yep. I, did, I, I got you, in trouble for it all the time. They'd be like, well, all you do is watch MTV. And I'm like... Yeah, he's yeah. getting he's getting kids hooked on socialism TV. Yeah, he's using yeah. all kinds of propaganda That's to brainwash. Them. Probably better than MTV, I would say. Getting because I was very addicted to MTV. So was I, and uh, like nobody's business. Just fucking eight hours a day of MTV, <laughs> like it was my job. Hardcore. Yeah, I clocked, <laughs> you clocked in on the couch. Yeah, I eight. did, man. You know, I would go to work, I would come home, and here's what I would do: I would turn on MTV. And if it was something I didn't like, very rare, I would uh, turn on Comedy Central. And if that was something I didn't like, I would turn it back to MTV. Okay. <laughs> or VH1. VH1, I've been thinking a lot. I want to do a mini series, I think, on the VH1 series from the early 2000s, like Bands Reunited, Where Are They Now, uh-huh. uh, Supergroup. Yeah, uh, those were great time wasters back oh in the my day. God. Before those- smartphones, you could just. You can waste your whole life watching that. I shit. love the eighties. Yeah, You'd just be sitting when the first time I saw I love the eighties, I fucking sat and I was like, I will never leave my house again. I will only watch I love the eighties. And then they were like, We're gonna check it out though. We do I love the nineties. Yeah, and I was like, Time. Oh enough. my god, I was in the nineties. Yeah, you know, time has passed that we can yeah. do it now. I was in the eighties too, but I was. N- 
10 in 1989. So, like, yeah. I don't. We, this is well documented on the show. I don't remember anything from before I was 12. Right. So, so welcome to the show, Nick. Young baby child that was Thank in middle school me. when we started Street Fight. I was not. <laughs> yeah, you're misremembering. But no, when way. we started recording Street Fight. <laughs> oh, when you recorded. Ago. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 10 years Well, ago. yes, yes. Then yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when we started this endeavor. And then you caught up. You were way more successful and had way more drive and ambition. Uh, I mean, you're in your 20s. I was wasting all this time, and I, I'm just in watching MTV. Yeah, I was watching MTV <laughs> all day. Actually, sitting in the house yeah. and watching MTV when I was yeah. Young. Do you ever think about doing that? <laughs> you have you, see, you have the cultural knowledge that I lack, though, because every everything you were just talking about went over my head. Yeah, like, you're the, too I young. love the 90s stuff. God, if you uh, knew no Supergroup, you would not be doing Means TV. I'm, if you were around for Supergroup. You'd be like, oh, I just want to do super group yeah, it'll, all the time. You would probably be trying to put together a super, a super group reboot. It happens to you in different ways. There's going to be some, there's going to be an Ed, Ed and Eddie thing that is like, just fucking makes your gut bust when it'll you're be like memes. 35. It'll be when you're older, there will be memes where you're like, oh my God, remember that meme? Back yeah, then, remember, remember that SpongeBob weird episode with, of that show of SpongeBob? Remember SpongeBob with universal. the uh, uh, magnifying glass? Remember that? Oh shit! Everything the one where was he's so like good. Bent over yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, classic. Because with with me, it's like I probably started. I I like my cultural knowledge only comes from not. I mean, I've experienced a few things that like maybe other people haven't experienced like the Woodstock 99 thing and a lot of those concerts I went to were were pretty big but most of it was experienced through the TV you know yeah, what I mean sure. like I saw Woodstock 94 on TV I watched it on TV live on MTV yeah that's so, what most people did yeah 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 so uh, uh so how, how are things going it means TV things are going great we're Working with you guys, I'm here. The reason I'm here is because we're setting up their TV show in their studio, which is like an all hands on deck project. We're building like well, stage sides, a two hands on deck. Project. You helped. I'm you helped carry tons of shelving units around. We're just doing lots of physical manual labor in order to make a TV show. You have you have the ingenuity and and the ambition of like when I built a quarter pipe when I was like 15. <laughs> Because I don't like getting into these projects because I always feel like you got it measuring tapes and a pencil and all this. And you're just, you're just drawing with that saw like it's a pencil. Like you're just cutting <laughs> yeah, off. That might any, not actually be how you're supposed to yeah, do it. Yeah. Anything but. you don't like, you're just cutting it right off. <laughs> yeah, just drawing it right around the edge. Uh, and I mean, I appreciate that because it's getting done, which is if I have was up to me, I would have uh, never got it done. Like I've always said, I'm into home acceptance, not home improvement. Yeah. So, uh, I would have just put a vid camera on us so i'm glad you're here to help elevate the show i think yeah, we have thanks a good, for having me we have a good plan of attack to get the tv show make it look like nothing we've ever done before yes and bring a new vibe and a lot of fun to uh means television programming yes seize the means of production television yeah check us out at means.tv a lot of street fighters are already key supporters of the project and we very much appreciate you so and if you're a broke ass motherfucker you will bargain with people right yeah we will give you uh we will give you access to means tv for whatever you can afford including zero dollars so just you know reach out um it's all it takes yeah we appreciate that um so uh we are also coming off of a little vacation we took to tennessee uh, which was basically like a hex on Brian's life. I did. I've he been hexed. Opened up some sort of vortex to bad, bad luckville. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm living I mean, in the bad luck city right now. I'm looking at myself right now, and I'm thinking you're going through hell. I like, am. I couldn't imagine. Uh, th- but, you know, I would say that whole vacation was overall a big fat F. Like, oh, it was really? one of those vacations, like, I still kind of owe a couple hundred dollars to somebody, and I'm going to be so salty about it. I'm just going to be so fucking mad, like, man, I wish I had that fucking money back. <laughs> I wish, like, COVID vacation doesn't work. It's stupid. Getting groceries delivered and making the same-ass boring food that you make at your house sucks assholes. And driving a whole goddamn day, wrecking your back, and only staying for two nights is fucking not a good idea. And not that going just out. just gotta learn. Yeah, and, yeah you can't and, go, I was like, Smokey's Pancake House, give me a stack. Yeah. I was like excited. But that's what I love to do, vacations. That's like the most white trash vacation place I've seen since Myrtle Beach. I know, it would have been And there the was best. amazing shit we could have done. Yeah. for all, We would have been kings of that place. Well, and it was like, the thing about it, the only thing that really got me was like, I wanted seclusion and I would have been very happy with seclusion. Like that would have been the trip I wanted to have. And we we weren't like super secluded. And that's just, we got hoodwinked. We got, we got a Tennessee hoodwinking happen to us because they did a tight cropping of the photo. We were like, God, there's so much thick vegetation that's surrounding this secluded cabin. And then you pull up to this like driveway. That's just like, on the left, on the right, gigantic Ford Raptor trucks, fucking ATVs oh, no, hanging off trailers. The There's bush light cans just like in all the garbage cans overflowing as you roll up. That's frustrating. And then you show up and it's this junky place. And like uh, we ended up getting money back because they promised like a game room and the shit just broke. Nothing worked. We turned on the Not air hockey thing. table and it like caught on fire. Like it's like a belt, <laughs> a belt burn up. And we called him. We were like, we and and we tried to use the uh, the hot tub, and the, the hot tub started throwing error codes. We're like typing in Elite Series ninety X EC code into Google to try to make the fucking thing work. And it's like, why did we pay for this? What did we What did we pay for this for again? Yeah. Well, it it, 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 it like the idea originally when this came up was let's get a secluded cabin, go out there and get high, look at the stars yell at each other outside and have like this really cool like nature seclusion time away from the city and that's just not what first of all that's not what gatlinburg tennessee is number one because no. i we knew we weren't going to be able to go do activities and shit but dude that's why the plan was to go to a secluded place and dude, act like dipshits but not even do you are so you are so fucking upside down the Smoky Mountain National Park is there. It's the most amazing, like just driving through 15 minutes to get to the heart of it had us all gasping like, oh right. my God. And you, you didn't even go. I had like massive anxiety. <laughs> so this is where we get into my yeah. This is that I've been having. The downward since spiral. Monday. Uh. The downward, downward spiral started on Monday, which was the day that we left for the Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. We were like, we're going to go fucking get up there in the smoky mountains i jumped in my kia soul and uh i started driving and i got to tennessee and uh uh nothing in my car my car wasn't working my my it wasn't shifting it wouldn't get over 65 miles an hour it was making very scary loud noises and uh uh i just i didn't even think we were going to get there and when we got there i had to drive straight up a huge hill 
to get to the cabin and it really didn't feel like it was going to make it so yeah, like, he came in exasperated like covered in flop sweat like i don't know he was like literally pulling on yeah. his collar like <laughs> not in a comical way like in just a nervous fashion oh because it was a fucking the last part of the drive the last probably hour of the drive was when the car started to go and it was just like, oh, <laughs> like this is such a Brian thing to have. And like, right, like you drive your car up to like, like the hills of Tennessee and you're like, it's just crapping out. On you. Yeah. And and everybody knows uh, it's like surfing a catastrophe. Right. And everybody that's toured with me also knows that at the end of a drive, I already get crazy anxiety every time we get to the end of our drive and we get to where we're staying. Like for the last 30 minutes of the drive, I have this crazy anxiety. Like, I know, they're you've not almost killed us on the way back from Columbus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we they're all... like, I, they, they don't like, they're not going to let us in. Yeah, as soon as they see us, they're going to be like, you can't stay here. Yeah, you're not, we're not having anywhere to sleep, you know? <laughs> the and credit so, cards are going to get uh, declined. Yes, yes. So, you, uh, like, my favorite was the one time that I looked at you and was like, can we use your card? And you were like, <gasps> you like, lost your breath about it well i think at that time i probably had uh in the tens of dollars <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i think account. you said i have 85 dollars yeah you need to get more than that in there yeah so here's the thing i get there and i'm like okay like maybe it's oil my wife wants me to change the oil all the time she's <laughs> yeah. always just like the car could probably use some oil so i checked it was a little low okay so need uh some lubrication we were like okay we gotta go get booze anyway We'll we'll go into town. We'll get some five W twenty for the old Kia. We'll fill her up. I'll get some caramellos, and uh, we'll get booze. We'll come back. We'll hang out at the cabin. Everybody will drink and have fun stuff. And we did that. And the car did not sound bad when we were driving back. It no. didn't sound like a problem. I wasn't worried. I no. thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna make you feel better because I thought you were like really putting the screws on yourself we're like let's go give that thing a drive again i'm like that's just gonna rev you up even more like, I know. that's gonna make you <laughs> feel worse like just be glad that you got here safe do not think about that car ever again and you were immediately like let's go let's go give it a run yeah so i went and i did that i put the oil in we got back and i was like you know i'm pretty confident this thing's gonna make it home. a little peppier I'm feeling pretty the good oil. so the next day they're like we're gonna go for a hike and my family I'm I'm like, so do we want to go for this hike or do we just want to chill here? And my wife is like, I kind of want to go on a hike. And my daughter's like, I kind of want to go on a hike. And my niece is like, I kind of want to go on a hike. So in order to not go on the hike, I was going to have to veto three people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I was going to have to be like, not nah, we ain't going on the hike. Well, <laughs> I mean, I play if three out of four. You got to go. I know. One that, out of four, so I'm dragged in. We did. And, and, and we got there and, and we parked. And as we were parking, Gwen and Zoe and my wife went like this. Hey, is that smoke coming from our car? <laughs> yeah, this is the Smoky Mountains. You did get to drive into them. <laughs> yes, yes. Wasn't Didn't they look great? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, there was a so, waterfall in the middle of that. <laughs> they go, is that smoke coming from our car? And I was like, nah, that's probably coming out of the exhaust of the car we're in front of. You know what I mean? Sure. And we parked and the smoke was rolling out of the hood. 
And I got out of the car and I was like, okay, I'm going to open the hood and see what's going on. You know, <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. I'm always just I like. You need something to visualize. Yeah. I just open the hood too. and I'm like, maybe there's like a rat in there or something yeah. I can toss out. Or you know what I mean? You're always like, I'll just look and see if something's like, clogged. Oh, there's something. a oh, there's a big cobweb. I just need to grab that cobweb. <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> I pulled it off and I looked. And uh, the oil cap from the day before oh, no. was sitting on the engine. Oh, man. I didn't screw the oil cap back on. <laughs> Wait, so you yeah. in your own anxiety, you sabotaged your vehicle. Yes. So it was smoking because oil was coming was out of the out. fucking thing and spitting out and getting all over the engine and getting hot. <laughs> and the oil was burning off. That's why it was smoking. So did I, you, what did you do with the cap? Was it, I sat it right on the... Oh, I, that's Because I just looked and it was sitting it right on the thing. Yep. You filled it and then slammed the hood down. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. So... <laughs> Brett gets there and he's like, I'm like, I need to use your van to drive down the hill to get oil because I fucking left the cap off. So they went hiking. I drove to a gas station, got oil, came back. Put the oil in my car and then sat for two hours at the end. He listened to podcasts. We bathed podcasts. in a magical Tennessee waterfall. <laughs> like the the water was the most crystal clear shit I've ever seen in my life. I would have drank it. The kids were asking to drink it. And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to say no, but you have to do it behind my back. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's respectful. I can't tell you to do it. Tom but it looks enough. You can drink water from a waterfall. And I was like, still very cautious about it. But no, I you can. Sick. That shit was like beautiful. It was, I mean, it was like, Oh, so awesome. It was wonderful. So what happens is after we leave, we get back to the hotel or the, the cabin. We weren't in a hotel. I wouldn't stay in a hotel right now. We get back to the cabin and I'm like calm. I'm, I got myself yeah. ratcheted down to a six instead of a 10. You know what I mean? Like I, I finally got to a, a level of anxiety that yeah, it's like I elevated. You remember the terrorist threat thing? Where it was like, they were like, it's elevated, but it's still like normal. Don't change anything. I was at elevated anxiety. Yeah. And uh, I went outside and I was smoking and I was going to go get a what my wife would call a slice of gum out of my car. And uh, um, <laughs> it's a slice, right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it is. it's a slice yeah, of gum. It's like Thin slice gum. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thin give slice me a, peppermint gum. I'm gonna go give me a, a nice slice of gum. It's very dark you know, out there. It's the country. I'm not we, used you, to being in the dark. <laughs> also, I've lived in the city for longer than I lived in the suburbs, and I, there's light everywhere. Yeah, you know, and flat. Yeah, roads. There's not hazards, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So the car is parked on a driveway. They you walk down a hill and around. To get to the car, you, you got to walk down a hill and around a wall, and then you get to the car. I forgot that it was a hill that I was on, and I was like, ah, I'll just cut through the yard right here. You know, I'm going to cut through the yard, cut off, you know, 15 steps probably, actually. It was not, I was not Dude. doing a shortcut that was even <laughs> worth doing. Were you on your phone? No, no. Can if I was on it? my phone... No, I can't. But okay. if I was on my phone, it would have flown out of my hand. Because okay, okay. when we tell the rest of the story. Okay. So I'm out there and I'm walking and I'm kind of both feet taking the smallest steps, just shuffling. Right. There is a fucking tube there. I hit that tube. 
I fall forward, then off of about a five and a half foot wall onto concrete and fuck myself up really bad. They were in the hot tub. Yeah. That was not extremely close to where I fell. And they heard me fall. Yeah. Yeah. So I was that, that night, uh, we got the hot tub to work. So it was hot as hell. It was like 103 degrees. I was smoking a gigantic blunt in it. And then we're sitting there. And then all of a sudden we hear like a pile of fucking junk just get thrown off the balcony is what it sounds like. It's so loud. <laughs> it was Brian. <laughs> and it sounded like a box full of like shit, like clothes. <laughs> it did. It was just like, glug, glug. And it was just like, he and didn't make a noise. He didn't scream. I or didn't scream. Or he didn't cry. Cry. Or <laughs> there was no like this. He just did that. Yeah. He just did that. Yeah. I, I looked down at him and he was getting up and kind of limping and moving, but just grunting in a way that was like, <laughs> well, Brian's mass is more clothing than it is himself. Like at this point, you're, you're, you wear like double XL shirts and you're this like scr- skinny guy, you know? Yeah. I'm getting there. I, I, I think what happened, I mean, I did fall. And if the phone had been in my hand, it would have flown out of my hand and like broken. Yeah, that it makes was sense. in my pocket, you know, dude, but that's a terrible fall. man. And it was very stupid. It's my phone should have been in my hand with the flashlight on is what yeah, should oh, have yeah. been going oh, yeah. on. Had the flashlight on my phone been on, I would not have tripped and fallen off of this tall, this wall. I took a picture of myself standing in front of the wall. It comes up to here on me. I fell that shoulder far, up to my shoulder and fell straight that down. That could have been it for you. <laughs> oh, <my> God, <laughs> oh, yeah. <dude. laughs> so I get back in the house and, and, and I'm like, guys, I just fell and then they all looked at me and they're like oh i have abrasions at least one abrasion everywhere on my body and when i say everywhere on my body i got ankle knee elbows and the inside of my hands got it too so like and my old broken wrist is and this was on your vacation in pain yeah (laughs) yeah this was after he missed the only hike that I mean, we, we they didn't go to the hike the day before. They only, there was only one hike that the whole group went to. He missed that one and then got his ass broke. Oh my god! So the next, I, it's it's the dark man. It's like the ocean. I hate the you. Got to respect the mountains uh-huh. in the dark. You got to respect the ocean the in the dark. You got to respect the country in the dark. You do. You do. Get you do. yourself a fucking light. You're up in a fucking mountain on the hills and you're not like, you're like, nah, I just, you know what? I don't need to fucking see, you know? But so anyway, the next day I was standing. Well, that night I was in the room talking to my wife and I was like, I have about a 60% confidence level that my car is going to make it. Just 60%. 60 is great. to make it. I mean, and that's then, a gamble. 60 I, turns into 70 after you get comfortable. So I went on Geico's site <laughs> because I have really tricked out insurance. And I was like, uh, that is the best decision you probably make with your money, especially me. Yes. You're the most disaster prone. Yeah. So I was like, uh, uh, I was like, let me look at like my roadside assistance coverage and shit like that. Just to make sure like where I'm at. I accidentally ordered roadside assistance. <laughs> so I had to then call them and cancel the roadside assistance. But then the next day, you know, we load up the car and I'm like, and by the way, Airbnb noon checkout, you know, stop with these 10 a.m. checkouts. Like, what even is that? What is a 10 a.m. checkout? Yeah. Checkout should honestly be 4 p.m., I think. Yeah, but- it's rude. I mean, 10, 10, 10 is, is brutal, rude. dude. I think, I think, uh, two, I think make it to l- get yourself some lunch. 
at least get some lunch, right? Right. So I'm I'm I I'm like, let's get in the car, and then we all get in the car. I look at my wife, I look at my daughter, I look at my niece, and I go, yeesh. And uh we six hours to do <laughs> six hours of yeesh. Here we go. Yeah. I did have a prolonged anxiety attack for uh, uh the entire seven hour drive because my car wouldn't get up over 60 miles an hour it's good for the heart it keeps the heart healthy and strong and racing like a horse and then when we <laughs> crossed that line into franklin county yeah. i was like you can break okay. down anywhere in franklin yeah, county it's fine i don't care i'm the Wait. mayor of franklin county yeah I, I'm, I'm taking care of in franklin county yeah everything's people fine. know me around here yeah so uh i got the car home and everything and and then yes, I was gonna change the spark plugs because I'm wishfully thinking it's the spark plugs. Love it. I did a Great lot of fix. research. Quick but fix. What can I spend ten dollars on right now? <laughs> yeah, that'll that's just the way to do to it. try. Well, I did some research, <laughs> and I think it might have been some confirmation bias a little bit, but it sounded like that was gonna be the key to all of my issues. Oh yeah, it with seems spark like plugs. It. Yeah, from cheapest, everything cheapest, I read, usually cheap. When it comes to cars, cheapest option. That's usually what it is. You just most cars have a problem with them. You walk to the, up to the O'Reilly says $1.95 for the part. You just replace it. Car's good. (laughs) (laughs) But I couldn't get the spark plug off. I didn't want to break it because if you break it, it's stuck in the engine and then it's a whole new thing. And it was too tight. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to put this thing back together. Put it back together. I was like, let's test it out a bit. I drove it around my neighborhood and I was like, oh, love it. Looks like it fixed itself. Yeah. Crazy, sexy, cool. So then I drove it over here and it did not fix itself. Oh no. And uh, uh, so I got to take my car tomorrow. You have to fix it because it doesn't fix itself is what you're saying. Yes. I have to take my car to the mechanic tomorrow to get it looked at for what I assume is the transmission for what I assume is going to be a $2,000 repair. That sounds yeah. more like a repair. Though. I mean, they probably got flex pay. I mean, there's a little brochure. I mean, there's hand, flex pay that have, I can do. They're going to have a brochure. A little credit card. They usually have credit cards. Yeah, I you can get them. You can will. Meineke <laughs> has some easy credit sometimes. Yeah. You think I'm joking? I mean, here's my plan for real. And I was talking to Brett about this when he because he, he came pick me up. I'm using his van. He, he I was telling Brett, I was like, hey, if this thing costs over like a thousand dollars, I'm just going to buy a new car. Like that's my like that's seriously my plan. It's like wanna, if they say this is gonna be a thousand dollars, I'm just gonna be like, mm, I'll just go buy a new can car. Can we pay for a stunt to drive his car off a cliff? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You got six thousand dollars, I'll drive my car. What? Off oh no, that's way. We gotta too pay much. the loan off. We could get a two hundred dollar car to do it though. No, we gotta get rid of his problem. We're trying to launder money through we're the trying business. To get <laughs> problems. Oh, yeah, oh, we're oh. trying to solve. Okay, yeah, we're Sorry. trying to. God, I'm trying to solve some hey. of these myriad of problems I have. And so here's something I was telling Brett on the way here too. And and don't get mad at me, listeners. They get mad every time I bring this stuff up. Uh, I just got paid two weeks ago. Friday night, and I had money. Just yep. And I probably could have paid a thousand dollars to get my car fixed at that time, but. What I did do when I got paid, when my car was working and I didn't folks, think I had a broken wrist. You, you folks, this is going to hurt. Yeah. those of you that. <laughs> Maybe jump forward. If you're hurting minute. on money, this is yeah. going to really. I spent really... $150 on a t shirt. Yeah. A cool one, though. A very cool, a cool USPS <laughs> branded shirt. I it think was United. You, you, they're charging $150 service. for one of those. Well, it was a, also anti social social. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that like, was probably uh, most of the money. If Bitcoins that. are worth money, some of these shirts are worth the money. And then <laughs> I was <laughs> like Same so way. excited. I, I, I got my POD cast money and I bought a typo negative shirt for $100. Stupid. 
And then stupid ass stupid motherfucker can't have more than one shirt in a month, right? And then I made a decision. <laughs> thirty days this month, I need thirty shirts, motherfucker. Yeah. And then I made a decision after the car broke down, rash decision to buy ninety dollars worth of caramellos. And now I'm like waiting to get these packages in the mail, and they're gonna bum me out as oh, yeah. they get there because it's like, oh my god, you wasted all that money <laughs> yeah. that you could have spent fixing the fucking car that is broken. I, can I can't never wait to just see- be in luxury. <laughs> I can't wait to see case of caramellos for thirty dollars on Facebook Marketplace, dude. I ain't selling like, those who- things. I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> it's it's thirty six caramellos, man. I want to go to the store Are they for that much? eight days. <laughs> they're that premium they are man. isn't it caramel yeah it's so good though like, they're like the best fancy caramel? i think it's the best caramel you can get and the best chocolate you can get and that's the that's the really the reason losing their life. fucking minds dude okay. <laughs> i'm trying to i'm not trying to brag about i wish yeah you it just, was really bad it was hey, all of my bad habits hit i, was, I thought i was living a luxurious <laughs> life Okay, I thought I was there. I made it. I fucking make enough money now. I can buy things I want. I can finally feel good. And you, then you felt that last month at the beginning of last month. I feel that every it's I've, starting to get month, there. Like two or three the past two or three months, I've felt very confident in my money. I feel very good about where That's I'm great. at money wise. I mean, I was like donating money to bail funds and shit like that. Like I Yeah, have, I paid somebody's rent. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing like I've been spending it also responsibly, but at times I'm just like, you know, I grew up a guy that liked having nice clothes. And then for a number of years, I had to forego having nice clothes because I didn't have any money. Now I have money and I want to have nice clothes. I I want nice things. That's I started thinking about that today too. Uh, And I want caramellos. I want $90 worth of caramellos. 2011 to 2016, my tax return, I made $0. I made however much I could steal, beg, borrow, or steal was how much I made. So it is, it is like, uh, you know, there's catching up and, uh, I want to buy all the stuff that I, when I was your age, Nick, that I couldn't afford, <laughs> but I it's, want, I want Kazal like, sunglasses, but it's also like, uh, uh, I've lulled myself into this thing where I'm like, no more. You don't have Brian consumer goods, man. It's all, it's like, cons- there's always another consumer good that you need. There's whatever you want. There's always one more thing to buy. Well, for me, it's, it's a trap. Dude. I've lulled myself into a thing where I'm like, Brian. You don't have to hustle no more. Yeah. It's all over. Now I have to go into hustle mode again. Yeah. And Your I'm going to be scrambling as hell. I have been doing well for about a year. I haven't had to hustle and now I got to go into hustle mode. I don't even know if I could do it anymore. I guess it's a muscle. Once you, you got to sell the hypebeast yeah, collection, it's like riding a bike. Uh, nobody your stock X market is just busted you got into the hype beast market and you couldn't hang long enough for it to appreciate in value no nah, i'm not selling that stuff all right i'll Those be collector's okay. items like i said i'll get credit <laughs> credit yes credit will get will set you free i'll figure it out i mean i'll you figure it credit. out because i i'm telling him on the way here it's like you know i used to get like a lot of anxiety when shit like okay. this happened and i am having like i have hives i have stress hives right now but that's what i diagnosed him with which it makes a lot of sense though because i have a lot of stress i'm in pain all day <laughs> going through hell and my car is fucked up and my phone bill is oh we didn't mean bring that well, up i gotta say my I, phone bill is 458 dollars <laughs> more than it usually is my phone bill this month was 758 dollars <laughs> wait why i cannot i wish i could fucking tell you i did a tech support <sighs> call 
And they told me it was because I upgraded my gap. phone early. Okay. And that I had to pay a $125 fee to do that. And I was like, well, then why is it 450 And they were like, oh, I mean, because it is, you know? They always, like, get, they you. They always get you when they say because it is. It's like, <laughs> it's basically what they said. <laughs> Fuck. And I was it just is. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> I was like, you know what? There's nothing you can do. I was like, you know what? They're not. I, it basically got to a point you in the conversation. Grovel? You didn't beg? Well, it got you to You didn't a, tell them you were like, lost your job, you're broke or nothing? It got to a point in a conversation where it was just like, they're not. They're not moving, and uh, I'm just gonna have to figure out how to pay this too. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of no like payment plans. You know, it was yeah. I mean, you gotta listen. Get, turn on like get. You gotta turn off that doom heavy metal shit. You gotta get like your hip hop. You gotta listen to Kevin Gates or something. No, or no. You gotta start listening to the like hardcore <clears throat> shit. Like power really trip. Get back on it. I'm really listening to a lot of power trip. Okay, right that's now. a good one. And me and Brad are actually launching. Probably early next week or the end of this week, a, a metal mini series. Yes. So uh, I will be listening to a lot more metal. Okay. Now, but heavy metal, more. You know, metal. so that seems I can't even what? imagine. I've heard so much metal just being out here. Swing of the axe. Yeah, there's all kinds of kinds. <laughs> yeah, I, you I actually heard half. I woke metal. up at um, I woke up at eight this morning to watch Formula One racing. Oh, and uh, it was it's kind of like a job, and I love it. Like it's, it's, there's nothing else I get up for. And this is like, I set an alarm <laughs> 45 minutes and then I set another alarm for a half hour. And then I groggily like make myself get up. And like my family's all bright eyed and bushy tailed down there doing shit. And I was like, Hey, yeah, how's it going? I'm just like yawning and just feel horrible. And then I turn on the fucking racing and watching. I'm like, man, this shit is so fucking tight. And then I start screaming and yelling at racing and like, Gets the day started right. It's like a it's like a jolt of coffee. Uh, and the vacation fucked uh, nine thirty Brian up too. It did. Yeah, I'm. I can't I'm back do to it. noon, Brian. Yeah, I'm. Uh, oh, eleven thirty today. I want to be nine thirty Brian all my life. Yeah, nine thirty Brian looks great. Nine thirty. He has Brian. the best. He has so many good shirts. Nine thirty Brian has good shirts. <laughs> he has a car that works. Uh, Brian, he does I'm, not drink five things of Gatorade a day. Brian, the only way to get That's yourself out of this, Gatorade you got to be. Had? Can, this is number three. I hate to say it, you got to be eight thirty, Brian. You're gonna have to put in an hour extra of work a day to to get yourself out of this. I'm not gonna be eight thirty, Brian. Nine thirty, Brian was like the fucking best version. Yeah, of the me bees knees that ever happened. I was Cats reading pajamas. a lot because, wow. like, I was his brain was huge. I, <laughs> I had like decided, he lost it all when he shit. fell off that ledge. I made a decision <laughs> that I wasn't gonna watch TV in my bed anymore. Great, and that Smart. when my family went to bed, I was gonna kind of go lay in bed i was gonna take a shower <laughs> lay in bed with my wife with the lights out and just read until i fell asleep and then get up at 9 30 that was 9 30 brian yeah. like can you imagine that? i'd be up reading sometimes for two hours yeah yeah well, that's a very functional a lifestyle that's like a high functioning person lifestyle. yeah so i know we, well we 9 30 brian's dead and uh long live was, noon brian yeah sleep till two man nothing's gonna get better just wait <laughs> well i gotta wait get up the waste the day out show up at the end of the day when everybody's wrap things up you're like oh is, is today bad again they're like yeah it was another bad day the news was bad uh, the money was bad like things aren't going in your direction you're like thanks i'm glad i showed up just for the end of it y'all go to bed i'm gonna go do air guitar in my room all night long i wish you guys I, I, maybe maybe what we should send brett he had to get up early to do this to send brett over to my house at like 9 15 so he Make can good. film me uh -huh. when I get up tomorrow before I take the car to the mechanic. Because oh, I yeah. think if you 
if 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 people saw the state that I get in before I think I'm about to get charged a bunch of money for something, they okay. would be like, "Oh, Brian, nine thirty, Brian, you 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 deserve a to be nine thirty p.m., Brian." Yeah. Well, so we have people on the line. Let's do it. They're fed up with your bitching. Hey, no, no, they're. Into I wasn't it. complaining. Um, I also, from now on, I'm going to say that's the best thing since sliced gum. That's what I'm going to say. It's <laughs> like when I really like something. Slice I think of people gum. know it's like better than the bread. Actually, I make a bread. I slice it myself. I can do that. I can't slice a gum that thin and that precise as they do gum. No, no way. Wrap it individually. Nope. That's the best thing since sliced gum. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Hey, uh, it's Mikey from Richmond. How's What's it going? Up, You're hanging on How the patio doing? with Street Fight Radio. And this is great. It's cool. Uh, it's going pretty good. I figured since uh, Nick from Means is there tonight, uh -oh. I call him with a small business TV industry tyrant story. Nice, go for it. Sounds great. Uh, so last summer, I was working on a reality television show that was about farming. It was a farming competition show. <laughs> um, awesome. Very low budget. Um, and uh, we made a whole season of television <clears throat> with two people. I was an associate producer on it. I worked with the director, and that was it. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> um, That's why Nick is here, to do something like see, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure y'all are doing it cool, but he was not doing it cool. Were you, uh, um, he hired you for the job? Yeah, I got the job off Craigslist. The first red flag should have been Oof. two minutes after I answered the Craigslist ad, I got a phone call. Woo! He needed warm blood. <laughs> yeah. He was just looking for a beating heart. <laughs> yes. Somebody to boss around. Um, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it was season three of the TV show, and so, like, the fact that he didn't have anyone to hire from the past two seasons should have also been a red flag. Yeah, but, I can see that. That sounds some wisdom there. What is, what is a farming, so what, is, what is a, like, was it just like who, was it a game show or was it like, like, like filming people on a farm? So it was kind of a combination. I wasn't going to name names, but like, please do. It's so specific. <laughs> it's called Corn Warriors. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I got to look this up. Now I want to see Corn Warriors. <laughs> it's five farmers all across the country. <laughs> Seeing who can grow the most bushels per acre of corn. Okay, that's kind of chill. That's what I thought it was going to be. Do they talk too. shit? Like such a is there rivalries? I was going to make that up. I was going to say as a joke, what is it like two guys trying to grow some corn? Who can grow the most corn? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Well, so, I mean, is are those people really like, were you looking for like a new duck dynasty or something? Or we like, I, those don't seem like the folks that do well on camera. Yeah, um, he was kind of trying to do, like, a Discovery Channel light kind of thing. Like, he wanted to be on Discovery, but didn't have Discovery Channel money. Yeah. So. So he was um, on that farm channel that Imus was on for a period? Farming. Okay. <laughs> what was that? There's a farm channel that Don Imus was on for a period, like, called RFD TV or something. I just... That channel is the channel at Airbus. That's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I know this stuff. Well, it's because it's ice, but, you know. I'm looking up Corn Wars now. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your story, though. Please tell us about your shitty boss. 
anyway, so now I don't live in like a big TV industry city, so like I knew all of the things he were do was doing was wrong, but I didn't have an option to just get another job. Like you get an associate right. producer job in Richmond, you stick that out no matter Hell what. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell uh, yeah! But the most fucked up thing was the hours. Now, TV industry is already 12-hour days, but we were driving. And so we would drive 16 hours out to Illinois overnight, and then we'd work like a 8- to 10-hour day. Yeah, that's and then roughing it. We'd get up the next morning at 5 a.m., work 12 hours. Oh, and then man. we drink with the farmer until 2 a.m. Because that's what you have to do when you're working with farmers. Do they have well, shine? You're a producer, and we so do you're... that for like... Right. <laughs> what? What's the drink? Sorry, what's the drink? Beer. Um, Any light beer. They don't like Bud Light right now. What did Bud Light do? Farmers have beef with Bud Light. Bud, Bud Light's corn, overseas. Because they're saying Bud they Light... don't use corn. Oh. Bud Light's whole new thing is that they don't use corn. And I bet corn farmers uh, are like, what, that's what it is. fuck, dude? Fuck, bud. Yeah. Come on, man. It's I not corn. What's wrong Miller with fucking th- corn? Well, Miller High Life is the only acceptable Miller. It's all garbage <laughs> otherwise. Sorry. I, I looked up the corn warriors. Like- corn warriors. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We keep cutting you off there. Uh, so we do that for like somewhere between seven and nine days we drive all around the midwest to a bunch of different farms and then we would work a full day out in like indiana or illinois and then we'd immediately drive home overnight oh god so these days would sometimes come out to be like 26 hours oh. yeah illinois to richmond is a fucking drive oh. man because like it sounds west of chicago yeah, it sounds like some of those bike building jobs too, where they're like, "Hey, man, a couple of guys are gonna go hit a hotel up in in Texas. It's an eight hour drive there, but we're gonna make a gang load of money." And you're just like awake for you know, like you said twenty six hours straight. Yeah, yeah. And, and how much yeah. how much money is this for per hour? For me, um, I was making two hundred dollars a day when we were shooting, and twelve dollars wow. an hour when we were in the office. God fucking damn it. Jesus Who Christ. would do that for $200? Yeah. I would not, I don't, wouldn't stay up for, I wouldn't do any for more than six hours of work for $200. For $200 a day? Yeah, for $200, you get six hours from me. I think that's my, that's where I'm at. That's your quote now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, that's, you can rent me for $200. You can rent me. Yeah. You can rent me. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. $200 for that job. For it's $16 an hour. Oh, I no, think. never mind. If you're working 12 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And it's two hundred bucks. The government's going to take a third of that, anyways. I know that fucking government. They came after. Comes in, after they never. Me. Like you said sixteen. Yeah, sixteen on twelve 6. on a twelve-hour yeah, day. No, that's on a twelve-hour day. That's no. You're doing. You're doing a bunch you're going of different jobs too. You're yeah. If, on a thing like that, it's like okay. Well, if if it's if it's just us two to save money. Why, can I get paid decently? Like, if we're right. saving we all this money, you know? out here and get it done or something. Like, why are we driving this long? Right, and it also makes you wonder what the like staff that wasn't like was there staff under you basically? How is it? No, it was okay. the two of us in the office, and then occasionally we bring on a drone operator or an additional camera operator to come with us, but typically it was just the two of us. So where was the money coming from? He was pitching this thing or he was fund- TV. funding it? Or no, they were you were shooting it for... It was... 
It was self-funded because he got sponsorship deals from, like, different farm and ag companies. Oh, yeah, Simplex or whatever. Simplex. So, like, they get shouted out in the show in exchange for paying for the show. All right. Hey, we got this Monta- Monsanto, uh, uh, like Monsanto's getting We got the out. never give up seeds from Monsanto. <laughs> yeah. Get the best goddamn seeds you've ever had in your life from Monsanto. And you have to use them or yeah. we will uh, sue you. <laughs> it, and don't be downwind of our I mean, of our patented seeds. We'll come get your ass. We do things the country way still. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, sometimes when these guys were spraying chemicals, it was like, Literally one day, the guy told us to keep the windows up in the van. Yeah, that's not. And that's we were like, oh, is that like that Monsanto shit or whatever? And he said, no. Compared to this, I would bathe in Monsanto. Oh no! What are they no, putting on you. the corn? Yeah. Nope. The, I mean, that sounds about right. That I mean, it's like that's like you hear stories about farm workers just getting like having planes of pesticides coming over them and stuff. Like, uh, it probably looks badass though when you're standing out there and it. Like the shit comes down I mean, on you, and you're like, yeah, take a picture. Like, you probably get a good. <laughs> 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 like, it's so cool. I know when they're He's spraying, doing, and if you were like, like Slipknot album cover, like <laughs> yeah, a disturbed you think thing, it's hardcore. So some <laughs> fucking whirlwind that's coming through a cornfield. Yeah, we look drawing cool power shit. and shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I say let the pest, let that shit dry on there to keep the fucking bugs off, and I'll wash it when it gets to me. I do not want to be around it. Like, I don't want to get it straight from the tap. Not unless it gets you really fucked up. Then I will. If that's what farmers are doing, it's just getting high on that shit all day. <laughs> off their pe- getting high on pesticides. Yeah. No. Getting, yeah. No, they're getting fucking cancer. I would bathe right. in COVID before yeah. I would get those pesticides on me. Yeah, it's hell. That roundup is no joke. <laughs> So, uh, are you doing it again? Or did you? <laughs> yeah, quit? get out of that, man. No, I mean, you should, no, um, you should beat that guy up it. and make him stop. You should fight that guy for his company and then get I rid of it. it. He sounds like a bad person. I mean, I made it all the way through the summer, the whole shooting season, and then we started editing. And I didn't get hired as an editor, but somehow I just ended up also being an editor. You're jack of all guys, trades, um, man. You're $12 again, an hour. Yeah, he didn't give me a pay bump, and I was editing, like, 17-hour days for 12 bucks an hour, and, like, three or four weeks into that, with, like, one week to make each episode, I was just like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, good luck. Thanks for the job. Peace out. I mean, it's like you want to work in TV. Like, I totally get the thing where it's like, this guy in Richmond is like, hey, you can work on a TV show. And then you're like, well, shit, this is like, you know, there's no TV shows in Columbus. I can't work on a fucking TV show. Well, I do now, but that's because I mean, it's mine. Usually I like commute two hours to D.C. to work like two days on like Chopped or some bullshit. <laughs> and then like, you know. Oh, that would be great. I would love <laughs> to be at Chopped, though. I love Chopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry uh, you had that experience though, yeah, that getting sucks, ripped man. off by a producer and all that stuff. It happens, yeah. You know that's show business for I mean, you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. That was that was uh, certainly a bad boss. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare scenario. Yeah. I mean, I get it though because it's like I'd rather not be like punching a cash register. Like this is in- it's an interesting, weird thing. Like it's working in video making things, but. 
Sounds like most of it was driving. Yeah, but for the most part, <laughs> you're just playing on your phone, dealing with some personality driving. You're a truck driver. You're yeah. a truck driver. They made you a, you were hired as a truck driver. <laughs> essentially. Thanks for calling in, buddy. It was good to talk to you. Yeah, have a good Happy one. Have a good one. Peace. Fucking All right. jobs, man. They're tough. Yeah. I heard, you know, people say they're tough. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had one in a while. I feel like I work all the time, though. Yeah. But yeah, now, I, now I'm realizing, you know, thing, seeing how horrible your life is just makes me feel so good about no, I know. Everybody things should be feeling good about me. Going great for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, really giving people something to strive toward. Yeah. Just let them know that, like... Yeah, you're never going to win. <laughs> yeah. Don't try because you're not going to win. Yeah. You're not going to come <laughs> out on top. Don't even try. <laughs> mo money, mo problems, man. You got yourself a nice car car payment. Now you got yourself a nice big bill. Yep. <laughs> and maybe a new car payment. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, you know, it's guys, keep great. those plates spinning. You know, it's going to be great. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey. Can hear me? Yep. Yes. Hello. Yeah, yeah this is this is Aaron, uh, the Besides Trap guy from Twitter. I was just calling in real quick to say what up to y'all. Hey, hey what's, what's up? up? How are you? How's it going, man? Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah no doubt, yo. It's it's going good. I'm chilling on my front porch with a beer right now, fucking fighting off these monster cockroaches that are trying to fucking kill me. Wait a minute. Yeah, man. I'm just uh, I'm just calling in to say what up to y'all and. I don't know, maybe rant about some shit that's been going on. Oh, yeah, go for it. Crazy fucking times. Go yeah. for it. I, I will say yeah, this. Man, um, uh, I hate cockroaches. So, But I did hold one of those huge ones in my hand and felt like a really powerful person that day. Oh, at the Science Center? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them little domesticated ones? <laughs> yeah, the cleanest roach you could ever hold. Yeah. Oh, like the African, them hissing cockroaches and some shit? Yeah, yeah the big, huge ones. So I lived in uh I, when I lived in yeah. Texas, man. They, yeah, the big huge. Yeah, my bad, y'all. No, you're fine. When I lived in Texas, though, uh, they would fly. If it hit like a certain degree, there was some weird thing in the weather, and they would get wings and start fucking flying on you. Nope. Like once it got too hot, <clears throat> then all of a sudden you'd open up the bathroom like door. They would just or some shit. Yep, yep. They would just form a chrysalis and get <laughs> wings, and then try to get your into your nostrils, into your mouth. <laughs> In your eye holes, no. just try to take a dive right in your ear hole. Uh, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm from, I'm from New York originally, man. So, like, in New York, I thought that, like, the cockroaches that you would see, like, I lived in Brooklyn and shit in apartments. I thought those were, like, badass, but it wasn't until I moved to Georgia. I was like, fuck, man. These motherfuckers are gangsters, yo. Yeah. Yeah. They thrive I mean, in that heat. Me, you know, the, the further <laughs> yeah, south yeah. you go, the bigger the and horrible, more horrible the bugs are. Yeah, it gets more Jurassic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking yeah, fire yeah, ants. Yeah. Fucking fire ants. When the first yeah, time I real. saw fire ants, I was like, what the fuck? Let's leave. Let's go back to Ohio Dude, where all I, the bugs are normal. I see, <laughs> I see all types of shit down here, man, that I've never seen in New York before. Like you said, it's like the further south you go, yo, you're going back in time to like some prehistoric shit. You got, you know, you got fucking moss the size of your hand and shit like that, man. We, when we went to Tennessee, they were um, like, there's scorpions down here. And I was like, really? I got to, got to keep an eye out for those. I can't wear my, uh, my new sandals now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we worried about scorpions. I heard, I, yeah. I heard y'all talking about. 
What do y'all say we went to Tennessee? You went to some pancake place or something like that? No, nah, we could not go was, anywhere. We my face to. was against the window. My face was pressed against the glass. Smoky Mountain Pancake House. They were, had like stacks and stacks advertised, all the flavored syrups, and it was like a total tourist <laughs> trap. And I wanted to just blow all of our money there and get a pun- ton of food. I wanted to go but to it the was, knife I'm not gonna store. Go to, it looked like it was basically all that buffet shit, Krabby Dicks, the Smoky Pancake House, covid an all-you-can-eat buffet, twenty two ninety nine. That's what those places are, and people were eating it up. People were gobbling up COVID like crazy in Tennessee. They I wanted to get that. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go to the. <laughs> I, up for free, yo. I yeah. want to go to this. I wanted to go to this huge knife store because I. I've been thinking about buying a knife. I'm in the market for a knife. This isn't the time for you to be looking at knives. You got other priorities. <laughs> You're looking to buy a nice knife. You talking about like a hunter's knife or a knife to cook with or some shit? One of those knives. The, He's going into survival mode. Those He's- flippy knives that rednecks all have you know when uh, you're like standing an outside and you got to open something and a redneck's like and pulls out a knife i want to be a redneck knife guy you're gonna put it on your belt they also said they have shurikens yeah those there. are nice to have and i wanted to buy some of those and like maybe throw them up against like a, a, a you know like darts you didn't do that in middle school yeah, I did. That's why I want to do it wanna, again. But you want to perfect them and actually be dangerous with them. Yes. But <laughs> watch out. I you have shurikens, okay? Them, right, right. I, I, have, I am armed <laughs> with throwing knives and shurikens. I have to let everybody know in the vicinity. We fucking drove by this knife store. But if I you mean, fucking shuriken store, somebody, it would like record scratch. People would just be like, fuck, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get me out of here. Well, we go. Yeah, I mean, that's a useless skill for the revolution, yo. You never fucking know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, the, the knife store was the size <laughs> of a fucking like walmart it was huge oh, that's a great and it was a store. knife have, store wow right? that's wonderful and i drove by and i it said world's or uh you know america's biggest knife store and i was like you you dude. didn't go to america's biggest knife store no it's, man dude, they during, definitely are wearing masks there man yeah that's what i said uh, i was like no dude like people that and are putting pools on they're like having parties and betting on who gets it first their fucking parking <laughs> lot was so full yeah. and i was like so depressed i was like and maybe if i got up early and did it during the elderly person knife hours i put probably could have got a knife Imagine just Hold being on a ventilator with a butterfly knife and just finally having enough time to perfect opening and closing it. See, that was one of the things I want. I would the love to walk in. You're just twirling it. Yeah, I wanted a butterfly knife. I did want one. Everybody wants one. Yeah, Who, I wanted I mean, to do it and I'll learn take anyone flip. you got ever, ever. If you're selling them too, I have money. I've cash. I want a knife so. I was so depressed that I couldn't go get a knife that I went home and got online and started googling knives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But like, I can't Look. afford one right now because my life is going down. Yeah, the yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're not. The, the, the t-shirts took up the knife money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. make that a reward. Let's right. say, and, and this knives in this economy, man. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's put that on your reward, your goals and rewards chart, <laughs> and say that if in three months you're able to not have a car that's underwater and dying on you, you reward yourself with a knife. Yeah, and you know what? With the knife thing, just real quick. Before we, before we, you know, go on with this call with the knife thing, I can't wear the knife in these shorts. Like you can't have a knife. Lululemon with the, shorts the, with the, the with Lululemon the knife? shorts. Yeah. So I technology. Probably, That's why you gotta get cargos, bro. I yeah, know, cargo. I, know. I want up. some. I want some cargo <laughs> shorts. But you know what? There's a big difference between like basically anybody wearing cargo shorts and a 41 year old dad wearing cargo shorts. Like it becomes like a different. 
thing where people like actually make fun of you young people ruined me on cargo shorts okay because i don't want people being like oh look at this station wagon dad rolling in here even though i basically drive a station wagon and also you're dangerously becoming a death metal meme if you have car uh camo cargo shorts and black band shirts yes that's what i'm doing too i i wear black band t-shirts yeah you're you're just it's old hardcore i mean the old hardcore guys do the same thing sambas because they are comfortable on your feet <laughs> the, the north face shoes that yeah, I, I love also, yo, those are my- <laughs> incidentally with the north face shoes i've also walked through those and uh i need new shoes now too so everything's fucking failing on me i got fly just cargo shorts him? i feel like we just lost him no no you still there I feel like I heard his. We lost his call. Thing. We lost Trap God Posadas. Wow, we just. What was? Do you have his that number? Was not good. That was probably a bad thing. Oh wait, the whole thing ended. We lost the whole thing. Did we <laughs> run out of money? We ran out of money. Oh, I apparently. Oh, you know what? My card expired. So, <laughs> oh, it's geez. not. It'll be quick. We'll get him back. Okay. Well, that was I don't know if we'll get him back. Card. I mean, I think this is just to remind everybody that we all make slip ups, and that even people like me that judge you for how bad you are with money, I am. I'm not bad with money. Bad. I had I mean, the I money right. to buy the luxury. We're talking item. about who fucked up with money the most recently. It's me now. I just did, like within the last couple seconds. I had the money. It fucking ruined. <laughs> Call. like don't say i didn't have money i did have the money to uh, buy the things I got so that I much money. i'll show you i have money i don't I'll have, show money you how much I have money i'll buy something crazy right <laughs> i've checked my bank account seven times today and seen the number oh, and then looked at my car i've seen the number and then looked at my car i forgot that card expired and uh uh it's just really getting to me i'll, I'll dm him and yeah. let him know to call back and give me the phone number all right, we're starting over. This is like a reset. This is like that was qualifying round. Uh, this was is the, the first. Oh, no. <laughs> this is second free practice. Uh, let's see who gets to the front of the pack. <laughs> it's going to be a heated call-in show. There's going to be a lot of people excited to get here. This is going to be the best thing since sliced gum. All right, last call today. Uh, okay, they're coming in. Wow, they're right in there. They were ready to go. <laughs> um, I don't know who it was last on. Ooh, okay. This looks like them. Let's see. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Please be Posada's Trap God tonight. Well, what if it's not? Then I'm going to banish them to hell? Hello? Oh, no. Hey. Oh, Is no. it a skeleton? Oh, oh hold on. Ske- stay sake. on. We're in trouble. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're living on a wing and a prayer right now, but we have it going. I'm chillaxing, actually. I'm sitting on the back backyard. I got my brand new Father's Day chair. And uh Thank you for calling Colin Studios. Can they hear the can they hear Colin Studios? Yeah, they can hear anything that goes through there. Oh, this is behind the scenes stuff. There's a lot of young podcasts. Enter your six digit pin number. Know, you know how we do our thing. It's Colin Studio. Uh, what about phone freakers? Could they steal, Welcome, the, host. Could they steal that? You are now in the host us? room and can manage your callers from the Colin Studio web interface. And hack our phones. can manage your callers from the Colin Studio web interface. Hey, you're here. Hello? Hold on. Is this Posada's yeah, trap gun? I got y'all back. Oh, I was yes. DMing you just <laughs> now to let you know. We ran out of money on our uh, account. I've, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I actually forgot to update the card on the balance, so it didn't. If it it couldn't charge, so sorry about that. I apologize. Oh no, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. 
Um, yo, I was thinking, man, when we were talking about the cargo shorts, yo, I've had this idea, business idea. What if you had like leg length pockets for pants? You know what I'm saying? Well, that Jake- would go from where the pocket is. Like right the fuck down to where your ankles are, man. You could fit a sword in there. You could fit an umbrella. Like you could fit a cane. But yeah, like, this, uh, whatever the fuck you. <laughs> Jinkos were this. they were, but they didn't go all the way down to like. But they did go down to your like. I mean, you could carry a laptop and a jinko like a kangaroo. You had enough room for like a tablet in the back. <laughs> yeah. You could just roll around with a little MacBook or like yeah. a Chrome- Chromebook. One of yeah. those. I remember when iPads came out, it was skinny jeans time. I know, bad match. Bad and match. Uh, I you had to tuck them into your waistband. Was talking about this. I was actually talking about this on vacation, too. I was like, remember when iPads came out and everybody was like, it's fucking stupid. Who's Who wants a bigger iPhone? You know, what are you going to carry it in? You can't carry it in your pocket. And then now well, everybody were- has an iPad. Everybody has at least, like, people just have iPads laying around their house now. <laughs> I have tons of shit I don't need. Yo, like, kids, make sense, kids so. have iPads. Babies, bro. <laughs> All babies have an iPad. And, and like, you, you know what? Now, you, know what you know, when I was a kid, you would just plop a kid in front of the TV and be like, yeah, just watch this. I don't Dude. care what's on it. You know what I mean? And now it's like, it's so yeah. much different. It like feels like kids now are going to be like a million times <laughs> smarter than us because they're just sitting and playing games on those things. And it's not always like, it's like a lot of times it's just educational games. Or is that just the kids I know? And then, uh, you know, regular kids are just going on there playing Minecraft all the time. Because <laughs> yeah. my daughter, if my daughter, right, like, when, when my daughter was young, if she found out something was educational, she was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Like read a book, fuck that. Well, do that. it was even as bad as PBS Kids, right? Like we would turn PBS Kids on for, and she was like, "Ah, can you turn on Hannah Montana? This has too much like meat on the bone for me." You know, I, I need something that has no value at all to it. <laughs> but just sit and watch Hannah Montana all day. But uh, I wish she had an iPad. Yeah, but what's fucked up now though man with the whole like you know lockdown and shit is that like kids can't even play with other kids you know yeah so it's just like that's been the, the biggest challenge yeah. is uh yeah for us we have like a set of friends that we hang out with and basically now they're just like family it's like that's your siblings we see them all the time we both make sure that we're not exposing ourselves to anything and uh that's pretty much the only kid she sees she she does have I mean, kids are doing big things. And the best part about having a kid, man, is you're like, oh, no, we got to get an iPad for this kid. We're not going to get her the new one. I got to give her my old one, which means I got to get a new one, which is always a good idea. The philosophy (laughs) of my house is daddy eats first. It's like whatever everybody in the house has, I get the better one. Right. So, like, I had an iPhone 10. For no reason. iPhone X, right? I just, my daughter lost her phone. We went to the, at Austin City Limits, we went to the Sprint store and they were like, uh, replacing her phone because she lost it. I was getting her phone and I was like, hey, what would it cost for me to like upgrade my phone? Cause I don't like the idea of her having a better phone than me. And then, uh, so I upgraded <laughs> my phone and then in May was Mother's Day and my wife was like, I want to upgrade my phone. And I was like, yeah, we'll just upgrade all three of them 
So that that's why your bill is so much. <laughs> I have exactly yes, it you're is. Like I've, had, device I've had my phone up. since like 2017. Right, I didn't want my wife to have an iPhone 11 and me to have a 10 though. I felt like that would make me look bad in my own eyes. I mean, if she you, would be you doing stand stuff? next to each other, but you're not always standing next to her. Yeah, but she'd be doing stuff on her phone, and I'd be like, oh, I don't even know that because I have the la- uh, uh, second gen one. You know, yeah, I don't know about that. So and- like, you'd be looking over her shoulder, getting jealous and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you- I'm an insane. Person. They got the. Do you even use the talking emojis? Do you have like a, a Brian emoji on your phone? No, but I do use Siri now. I've started using Siri. Yeah, they did that like a bajillion years ago. Right, but I use it now. Oh, great! I have. Wait, what do you mean talking emojis? They did the f- the little face that you can make um, that does yeah. your speech and stuff. You can record voice messages with your little face. Yeah, you were on that as soon as it was out. I, I was, I was getting that. like, Brett would oh, like to change his yo. contact picture. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I get a lot of changed contact pictures. Now. I was passed down, though. Like, they held it away. Yeah, whatever. So stupid. what I was going to ask, uh, so you've been, because so, so uh, I just read a news story this week that like totally freaked me out. But I was at the protests. I want to start this out by saying uh-huh. I was at the protests, okay? And uh, I wore a mask, and I felt like most people wore a mask. And uh, I, I, yeah. I got a link to an article from the page Blabbermouth, which is a, a heavy metal news site, which I love heavy metal, so I look at those sites. And Great White did a concert in North Dakota, and nobody put a mask on. Nobody was social distancing, and it was fucking fuck? packed. And it seeing that picture, Rackman freaked me the Rackman. fuck out. I was freaked looking at it. Hold me through the night. I started thinking, like, how did I go Yo. to those protests without melting down? You know what I mean? Yo, well, the thing man is with the protests because I've been to a couple in Atlanta, and like to be honest, most. I don't even say most, man. Majority of people were wearing masks. Uh, I mean, it's difficult to social distance when people are like, you know, like marching or just like, you know, in large numbers congregated. But people were handing out hand sanitizer, also handing out masks for people. So it's like, you know, people are being as safe as possible. Whereas like, and I have a theory about this shit, man. Y'all, y'all ever watch like that Dawn of the Dead, the, the fucking original or the remake? Oh, the remake with uh, uh, by Zack Snyder? The, yeah, the or even one? the original, oh, right? With, with, I've um, only seen the remake, but yeah, I the mall it. one, right? With, yeah, yeah, Ving Rhames. Yeah, with yeah, Ving with Rhames. the mall, right? So, yeah, it, yeah, with Ving Rhames, right? Or even the original, right? So, oh, the original's like, great. They, all the survivors, the original is fucking awesome, yo. It's uh, way better than fucking remake of Zack Snyder. But I, everybody, I, the choke like, on it when he tells when he tells the, the zombies to choke on his intestines is like one of the, my favorite parts ever. But sorry, go ahead. Nah, one of my favorite parts is that apartment scene, yo. Where you're just seeing like fucking like working class people who have become zombified just wilding the fuck out. Like, yeah, that that scene, that scene is one of my favorite scenes, yo. But like, you know, everybody now is like shit is starting to open back up like in the South or has been open back up for like maybe two months now. And like when I'm just driving through like Atlanta, like in East Atlanta Village where all the, there are all these bars and shit and I see people. And it reminds me of that scene in Dawn of the Dead where the survivors go to the mall and like they're surprised that all these zombies are there and they're like yo what the fuck are they doing here and one character says well this is what they used to do like in their past life you know what i'm saying yeah like 
they have like this is and especially then like during like i think it was like the 70s late 70s that movie came out so it's like a mid 70s so like that's when like you know shopping malls commercial malls were a big fucking thing and i feel like quarantine has sort of like zombified everybody and made people not just restless but just like seeking of any human connection and we're like i'm too. looking at motherfuckers yeah and normalcy right yeah you want to fucking like, honestly terrifying dude yeah because yeah, i started thinking about this too is like there this this has shown me that there is a large subset of americans that think that all of their freedom is tied into going to Kohl's and wandering around without a mask on. And I was just like, like, I could, I could like shop online for a year in order to get this taken care of. But I mean, Ohio's opening too. Everybody's opening. I, it's, I, I can't. I I saw the, and the mayor of Atlanta has COVID now, bro. I did. I saw. I did see that. I actually saw. She has COVID, and she. It took eight days to get her test back. Right. <clears throat> yeah, some but, crazy shit like that, dude. What and hope, she just placed the mandatory mask order now. What What hope do you have if it takes eight days to get the mayor's COVID test back? <laughs> like, like, dude, I, dude, I, it's. No, go ahead. I, I keep cutting you off. No, you're good. You're good. No, no, it's just like, even my mom, dude, like my mom got tested and they told her that like, we were under the impression that the test was going to be free. And she got like a, like a $200 bill, you know, and her insurance is only covering like less than half of that shit. Fuck. So it's like, not only are there not enough tests, but they're not even like fucking free, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, what, like, they just want people. I mean, they just want people to die. Is what it is. I mean, frankly, that's what the fuck it is, right? I like, feel that way. They too. don't give a shit. I, I feel, feel that like way a couple too. hundred thousand fucking poor black people die. Yeah, it is really. It's one of those things where it it's, makes me frustrated when I wake up because we're letting everybody down. Like we're all just avoiding it and not like shaking the table enough. Like we're not. I mean, the really like, we need to keep the pressure up that we had going. Like you really want to say it's not like changing. are we really? going to kill a bunch of old people like is that really what we're shooting to do well they're talking and they're talking about now the annoying thing is sending kids back to school and they're like oh well the mortality rate for zero to 18 is only this amount but sending 56 million kids to go spit all over each other and they come know, home to their parents yeah it's only is only a cut you know a couple exactly. tens of thousands or you know maybe only a hundred thousand or something you know well and then you start thinking about like the 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 real uh logistics of this thing and you're like okay so in my perfect world they don't go back to school right and daycare stay closed and people work from home and we get through this thing right how does that work when everybody's going back to work now and what i read about mm -hmm. the new stimulus also is that they're going to start giving people a 400 dollars go back to work bonus where they will pay you four hundred dollars to go back to work and it's like it's nightmare that is this four hundred dollars over a period of repeated four hundred dollars over a period of time or is a fucking one-time thing like that twelve hundred dollar check i gotta look it up it said like the four you already know it's one time i don't know if it's one time God, it might yeah, it's like, it's like that waffle house too. bonus man it's like the waffle house bonus it's a hundred dollars you're like that sounds so good right now and i get a job so i'll be steady but then you stuck it working at waffle house it's like you're you're gonna take four hundred dollars. No, that's weed money for me, yo. Fuck that. 
one time. But you, you know what? Actually, and I want to say that you are absolutely right. And and I've said this, and and not to be like to to be too woke or anything, but like there are a lot of protected middle-class white people that are having panic attacks and getting extra therapy sessions and talking to their doctors, but this is affecting the black community at a far higher rate. Uh, and, uh, the prison community is, is, you know, has a way higher mortality rate than the rest of us. And those are the conversations that aren't being had at all amongst anyone. We're just avoiding this stuff. Why everyone, you know, tries to make ends meet, you know, during the the crisis. Or people like Neera Tandon, right? Like who will even fucking like say shit like, oh, like she had a tweet that said some shit like, oh, good thing that, uh, you know, uh, blue states like got hit first or some shit like that and reacted the way they did and became like a model for the country and other people kind of mocking the South. You know what I'm saying? Like, as if, like, you know, the black and, like, poor people in the South have any control over what the fuck their state government does, I mean, as if they're somehow, yeah. I mean, the people in the South, oh, those are more, those people are on their own, are used to being on their own or fending for themselves or look caring for themselves, you know, at a much higher percentage. And, yeah, the stereotypes that we have are, are so pervasive, and, I and like, I don't know what's going to change them. It's like it, they just keep floating this by, and the NPR crowd just kind of nods along with it. Well, I mean, dude, that's why, like, the protests, like, the, the Black Lives Matter protests and, like, Corona, like, there's definitely, like, some dialectical relationship with that shit, you know, because, like, more people have time off, like, especially like young people have time off to go out there and protest, but it also makes like other people recognize that, yo, your government like doesn't give a fuck about you, you know, like it doesn't give a fuck about you at all. So it's like, well, that's, I find it also interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're right. I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. I keep, I feel like I keep cutting you off. You just, you, you make a lot of great. Dude, points. I cut people off all the fucking time, yo. It's all good. <laughs> no, I cut people off all the time, but it's like, it's like, it, it's, it's really terrifying, man. Like I don't, I don't really see an end to this shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen, but all I know is that, like, like you said, we need to keep up the pressure. And especially, like, what I'm worried about is after the summer, like, this whole movement against, like, police brutality, like, especially, I'm worried that that shit's going to fizzle out, you know, because, like, I don't see any concrete steps being made by, like, Congress or, like, I mean, fuck the, fuck the president, you know, he's not going to do shit, you know, he's telling people, like, you know, fucking wearing a mask is like fucking like emasculating. You know what I'm saying? Like that's for, that's some like, you know, like whack shit. And it's like, I, I just don't see how people like mutual aid is one thing, but like we got a federal government for a reason. Right. And there's only so much that communities could do against something that's so widespread. So, I mean, like, I don't fucking know, man. I feel like I'm just living in like the twilight zone right now. Like this is like, you know, like the, just the twilight of like a dying empire. And it's just, it's really terrifying. It's it's really fucking crazy, especially living in the South. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, I think that, you know, when it kicked off the, the wild atmosphere of the initial protests for me, um, I do. I mean, like there was a lot of young people that were fed up and don't have anything to do. uh, And and we do have to keep it going. And there, and it's a much bigger conversation the, the issue with a lot of this stuff is that you open up everything. We have to start talking about the whole world and it becomes too big. And then a lot of people give up on it, you know, uh, and the, the it's, a, it becomes a problem when all you had to do is do like a blackout Tuesday or something to be a part of the movement of 2020. Um, but we really need to like actually yeah. start making more aggressive 
attacks at power and redistributing it and getting rid of it in a more serious way. Yeah, yeah, and, and like you know, also just like this conversation, like about cops, man. Like, I mean, you know, I, I've heard you know people try to say that like, like cops are working class or like it's not even the not all cops argument but that they're part of the working class and shit and i'm just like dude like what the fuck are you talking about man like the whole institution of law enforcement exists to protect a social racial hierarchy and serve the interests of capital like these motherfuckers shouldn't even have a union like if you worked at mcdonald's and so much is burned a fry your fucking manager would be breathing down your neck and these motherfuckers could kill somebody and get away with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, not even just get away with it, but like be praised and the victims are like mocked, you know? So it's just like, I mean, when people talk about like, you know, uh, like abolishing, you know, uh, or defunding the police is an unrealistic measure. I'm just like, well, like why do the police, like who pays for the police? Like we fucking do, you know, our taxes do. Yeah. It, so it's it, just like one of those conversations that like, yeah. Can I, I, I don't want, I don't, want you, I don't want you to speak for all black people, but I just want to understand what do you think about, I am, I am the main delegate of the black, <laughs> the black uh, convention. So I'm, I am the premier delegate of the black convention. Well, so yeah, I, I can't speak for all black people. I, no, I, that's why lie. we had you on. That's I speak for had... all white men when I do this show. You're actually, gonna... I don't actually, gonna... I would say I don't speak for all white men. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna. I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, because it would be like things would be maybe a little better if I spoke for all white men. <laughs> but, but what do you think about this idea that yeah, like, oh, actually, yeah. that oh. these communities like need the police? So like these these communities in crime, like there there's a contingency of black folks, uh, you know, that want the police around to be protected or something. They would be unwilling for for another alternative, you know, or yeah, like outwoking from the other side. Like, well, there's people who are who ask want more police actually, and that you know. Well, and I, before you, I want to just say that, like, I understand even that concept. You know, if, if the police lived in yeah. the neighborhoods they policed and they had stock stake mm -hmm. in the neighborhood and stuff like that, I think more could be fine, you know, but that's not what happens. Like, I think somebody, I saw a thing about Minneapolis yesterday where they asked what percentage of police live in the city and they said the guy said less than five percent it's an important thing but it also That's it's like insane, we had dude. police forces that did live in the cities before too and it's like it wasn't any better i think it's just one of those things that's like there's a million things you could point to like body cams or like what if we took away their guns like we used to be able like, to what get if a, we just got rid of fucking police like you used to be able to get a fair fight against them like the the like the 60s and 70s ones like they didn't have the body armor you could at least try you could to fight them <laughs> and not get <laughs> yeah, yeah you could at least like hit a motherfucker in the back of the head with a sock full of petties and like you know you'd be good <laughs> yeah there's no know? facial recognition but, that well, finds you if you could duck in an alley and change your name and move to another city i mean you're fine but what do what do you think <laughs> about this concept that like there are people in the neighborhoods that say that the racism that it's racism mm -hmm. that police patrol my neighborhood, but not a black neighborhood. And mm -hmm. then if they did, which this is true, by the way, if the police policed my neighborhood, that black neighborhoods the same way they do mine, I don't think there would be a problem because the police in my neighborhood don't do shit. They don't bother anybody. They, yeah. They like, they just like, they uh, bother anybody that comes in with an old car. Yeah. Anyone yeah, that has yeah, a yeah, late, yeah, yeah. like a yeah. real old car that comes into town. But yep. do, do you get what I'm saying? Like, what, what do, 
like yeah I, how much air think, should we give that argument that, like, that was like five questions i think <laughs> well two points two points because i think that in the black community there definitely is like a pro police like pro law enforcement like trend and this is why like in the 90s right when you had like crim like you know now nah, i wouldn't say criminal justice reform i mean it was the expansion of the police state but you did have like prominent black people like leaders politicians that wanted you know with this crime wave right the 90s and shit 80s 90s they wanted police in the neighborhoods but it just really goes back to like understanding history and the genealogy of like law enforcement i mean these motherfuckers were you know slave like slave patrols and like union buses in the north so it's like i don't think that I think that people can't imagine another alternative. Right. And like, especially like black folk, like older black folk, right. They who have kind of seen the effects of, you know, um, the drug war, yes. right. Um, they want some sort are, of protection are more or feeling. Exactly. It. Exactly. Right. But exactly. Which is understandable, right? Like my mom is the type where, you know, she has said things before. I mean, she changed her mind now with the movement, but she said things before, like, well, if you didn't do anything, why were you running? Right? And it's like, motherfucker, yeah. he got a gun. Yeah. Like, of course he's going to run. <laughs> but you I know think, what I mean? So yeah. it, it really is. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, young, the young mm -hmm. people are, I think, changing minds. I agree. I do agree as that what I've seen is that they're, the older, older people like that have lived through this stuff are kind of like, all right, all right, I get it. Like, it's not going to, we're not going to reform this shit. Yeah. I mean, because it's that you can't, you can't reform it. I mean, like every reform that's like, like kind of like put in is only to like crystallize, right? The system, right? And any reform that would even be like beneficial, we're going to see that shit peeled back in like a couple years, right? So it really is about like just what, like what kind of country or community do you want to live in, right? Like community policing is like one thing. But at the end of the day, like, even with community policing, it's like, okay, so are we going to arm these people? You know, are we going to give them guns? Like, if motherfuckers are talking about gun rights, right, like, you know, like gun reform, the first thing you need to do is take the guns away from the fucking police. Right, right. right. Like, these motherfuckers have tanks and shit, well, you know? And, and, like, and the community... Uh -huh. I'm sorry. The community policing thing gets... Because mm -hmm. they, they, they say that like it is... Like, it's a possible thing to do now where it's like, well, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, it, th there'll be a police academy in the city and in each neighborhood or district of the city, you have to, it'll draw from people who live in that neighborhood or district from the city. And those people will be there mm -hmm. to know who they're dealing with they will they will know the people in the community they will know what they're dealing with yeah. there will be there will be de-escalation and there will be uh um that i i mean it would involve like de-escalation and a lot of restorative justice mm -hmm. and like for me yeah i look at that and i'm like okay like something like that I think could work, but like it can't, we have to abolish these police and start it from there. There's not like a reform where you can make that happen. No. You know? No, no. You just have to really start from scratch. I mean, even the fact that like, you know, I mean, this, I don't even think this is hyperbole. Like if you want to be a kindergarten teacher, right. Or just like an elementary school teacher, you, you have to go through, more years of training 
like things like you know behavioral psychology like sociology like all of this shit that like you know when cops show up to an incident that's like a, a mental health incident right like they they don't know how to respond to it right like they're not trained in de-escalation so even reforms like that it's just like and then there's the individual bias thing too right where you know the stupidest thing that people will fucking say is like well we need more black cops right like yo black people could be biased against black people too like yeah. when i i got um i got arrested one night um going to the protest in atlanta it was a curfew and um i was with my partner and we were just like yo let's just chill till nine o'clock and see what happens and they kettled us like the national guard and apd and when i was um when I was like in the morning, when I was like in intake, cause I got shot with a rubber bullet. So they took me to Grady hospital in Atlanta. So I didn't stay in the cell with everybody else. I just like went to Grady. They brought me back in intake and I was just, you know, it's cold as fucking there too, man. So I'm just like shivering and shit, like trying to like stay warm. And there's this black cop talking about like, Oh, like the reason why white people don't respect us is because black people don't respect themselves. Right. And I'm just like, dude, what kind of like boot licking shit is that? Yo. Yeah. And like this motherfucker's like, like a you know, he's a black cop, right? Like you would, people would think that like, yo, if we had more black cops or maybe more black doctors, you use that example with healthcare, right? Yeah. That in the same concept with community policing, like people who look like you, who live in the same neighborhood, who have some common bond with you, right? Whatever it is. But that's just not the case because it, it really is about like these motherfuckers do not, I mean, some of them do, but I really think that these motherfuckers don't get the, the the nature of their profession and the ones that do yeah. like they revel in it like they enjoy that shit you know so yeah man i i agree dude like just abolish it shit start from start over start from scratch i know that's like not like i don't have like a fucking eight point plan on how to do that but right. again i'm not like the arbiter of like you know making those decisions it's not up to me it's not really up to any of us right now you know it's up to people I mean, I, what the fuck they want to do about that shit. Those first couple nights of protests, I felt like everybody was willing to like walk into the ocean together. Like if they cops would have just <laughs> yeah. de, de, given up power that night, everybody was ready to start something brand new. And like, it just got yeah. all hemmed and hauled and the city got involved. And like, but that night, the, I, the energy of those first couple nights were the, the, what we needed to make the, the world a better place. And, you know, I want to apologize. I didn't mean, I yeah. asked that question oddly. I didn't mean to, to put you on the spot. I guess it's just that, you know, I, like, you know, we don't, we don't do our show isn't, we don't try to speak for the black community or explain what it's like or, or any yeah. of that stuff. And I just, yeah. you know, re appreciate the perspective and, you know, what, wanted to hear about that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, oh, hell, hell yeah, dude. Like, you know, there's, go ahead, go ahead. We used to do a joke very early on in street fight because, you know, this show has always been anti-cop where we talked about, mm -hmm. uh, as a joke, we said the word sheriffing where there would be an <laughs> office like Barney Fife and, and like on, on like a TV show where like if some guy, if some guy like Alani gets, crazy right like some drunk redneck or anything like that mm. and starts acting wild mm. it would be like oh he's you know lonnie's up to it again let's put him in the cell till tomorrow and then let him go when he sobers up yeah let him dry out yeah yeah and something like that 
I think is fairly workable. The problem is that it, it, once it starts generating all of this paperwork, it starts ruining lives. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I yes. just don't even think, I don't think that everybody should be acquainted with the court system. And, and, and when you start talking about who's acquainted with the court system, like it's, I mean, like I read like, uh, studies uh, that like black males in a lot of places make up like that the percentage of them that have been involved with the court system is like some crazy number, you know, like, and, 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 oh, yeah. and like for me, you know, I have honestly probably done a lot of the same crimes that a lot of mm-hmm. the black young black men are going to prison for. And I, it just gets chalked up to me being mischievous. You know what I mean? And, and that to me yeah, yeah. is that's, that is, that's a real reason why you got to get rid of cops. We know that. And we also know that a lot of the back, the blue people are people that did these mm-hmm. crimes. I know a guy that got written about in the newspaper because his son wasn't allowed to carry a blue lives matter flag onto the football field when he was playing football they wouldn't let him do it and that guy mm-hmm. i used to do drugs with him and break into cars and steal stereos <laughs> <laughs> and it's well, like well, dude, it's like it's like how do you even define crime though right because like another thing too is you know if and this is like the class part element of it right is that like you're saying like the criminal justice system is so bureaucratic and byzantine that if you have the money to get a lawyer, right, or legal counsel to help get you through it, like, you're good, right? Especially, I mean, if you have, like, you know, millions of dollars, right? But people who, black and working class folk who don't have those resources, like, they just kind of languish and die in the system. Right. So, I mean, even besides, what'd you say? Brett was talking about this the other day and it really jarred something in my mind. Mm. He was talking about eviction courts Mm. and uh, it made me think Mm. about the criminal justice system in that, like he said that people were getting in the room for this court and then the judge was like, can you pay it? And they'd be like, no, let me explain. And he would just be like, nope, proceed. Like, what can you put towards it today? Yeah. Yeah. And then would just assign them a sentence. And that's they did it to like 60 people in a day. Yeah. It was just like burning through sentences every 15 minutes on Zoom calls. Yeah. And and it, that to me is like, that is an indictment of the legal system. If we're, if we're like, we're just throwing people away without any regard for their humanity or their individual situation. We are just saying like, well, you did the thing. So... You well, know. because it's yeah, it's I mean, yeah. it's efficient. Yeah, we got we have to we have. To, I appreciate the call. This is a fucking legendary call. We'll have to get you to come on and do a whole third, third yeah. show with us at some point. Yeah, come on and do a show. I'll, I will DM you about. We'll we'll try to put something together. Uh, I, I I will get. Oh you, hell yeah! I will get you on a mini series at least. If you like metal, you yo, can I, on the and I appreciate. <laughs> I just appreciate this shit too, man. Because like. I like listen to, I came up like through Twitter, but really listening to a lot of like leftist podcasts. And I used to listen to you guys at work all the fucking time, man, with your like small business tyrant stories and people calling in when I was fucking washing dishes in the kitchen. So like, 
it's been like, it's kind of surreal that I'm talking to y'all now, but it's also at this moment, I think there are too many like, like leftist podcasts, like hosted by like white folk that don't have black people on. And I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even, you know, involved in criminal justice reform, like organizing work. Like, you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm just a fucking dirtbag dude who just like shit posts and like, you know, yeah. interested in politics and some, done some organizing. But the fact that y'all, you know, I'm really thankful that, you know, y'all would have me on and give me a platform, like as a black person, to, like speak about these issues because well, I mean, you I, know, like, I, I mean, I'll yeah. tell you, I, I mean, I tell you, I mean, it's the same thing. Like when we, when you talk about any of the, like any of the, the, any of those groups like women or whatever it is like i we aren't just go- we don't really want to just grab somebody and 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 talk to them just because they fit a category right. like you are really good at what you do right. you're a great communicator i really like your tweets and stuff so that's why i have you on yeah and 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 i do and i but i also at the same time am very cognizant of like making sure that we you know we're including black voices in here um because you know we do we do a white guy show that isn't is trying to include everybody, but it's also trying to get white guys to b- not be so fucking horrible. Yeah. You know, trying to deprogram a lot of the Hell shit yeah. that well, we're, we've grown up on. Yeah, that's our lane. a great service at that too, yo, for real. That's our lane. But also like w- when we first started on the radio, we, we did, we tried to get a lot of the local black activists and, uh, it, mm. it turned out, I mean, you know, do you, I don't know how much you can trust two white guys that do a comedy show. You know what I mean? Like that historically hasn't <laughs> yeah, been good for yeah. black activists. So like, it was always like, we want, <laughs> yeah, to, no, <laughs> we want to have voices on here, but we also like, we aren't forcing people. And like Brett said, I hate the idea. I, I, I mean, I wanted to talk about trans rights one time. And I just went on the air and said, mm. if you're a trans person, and you want to come on this show and talk about trans rights, please do it. Cause I don't want to have a, just a, like, I don't want to have like a trans person on here that's here to do something and then be like, okay, now we're going to talk yeah. about trans rights. And it's the same thing with like a- any, exactly. any of the groups. It's like, you don't want to have somebody on and just ask them about the same, uh, uh, about their race or something like that. So it's always like kind of a, yeah. it's, it's such a yeah. weird, situation to be in because we we really do that's the reason for this call-in show is like we we really hope that we were you know we we really were shooting for for getting like every different voice on this show that we possibly could yeah but yeah you still have to defeat yo that's why i fucking love you guys yeah if you can defeat you guys man and i really do (laughs) i really do appreciate i really do appreciate y'all like you know fucking like letting me talk and speak my piece and shit. And um, I would love to collaborate with y'all on some shit. So like, please DM me. Like I, I ain't doing shit in my life right now besides like smoking and drinking weed and working on some other projects. Yeah, so I have a lot of free time. So like, please man, hit me up y'all. Yeah. Dude, let's put something together. We'll put something together. Dude, for he, sure. I don't know, man, you're drinking weed. You're doing bad. You can drink weed. You can drink all the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Not in Kool-Aid Ohio. Shit? That's my favorite. They don't have it in hey, Ohio. Man. Or the iced tea. There was an Arnie. I had an Arnie Palmy in DC that was like the bestest. <laughs> Drinkable weed. Well, yo, I got I gotta head out, y'all, but I, I appreciate I appreciate like the time, man. Where, um, where can we hear I'll more? Keep in touch with y'all, yo. Where can people hear more of what you do? Um uh Posada's Trap God, that's my Twitter. Um, like, yeah, just look that shit up, man, and that's primarily what i'm doing now and okay. soon i'm going to be a co-hosting a podcast 
with um, with my Canadian co-host. We're going to be focusing on U.S. politics and Canadian politics from a black perspective lens. Cool. Like for like kind of what y'all do, right? For like people who actually like live theory and don't just like read it. You know what I mean? Just yeah. for like just black, yeah. you know, black working class folks. So an excuse uh, to be people trashy. Can just look at my Twitter, Posada's Trap Guy, to follow me. Hey, and solidarity with Thank having you? a Canadian yeah. co-host because the POD cast, I do a show with a Canadian, and it's you know. Come on, John. It's, it's oh, nice. yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. People think it's the kinder America, man, but Canada's pretty fucked up, too. Yeah. Yes, yes, for <laughs> sure. Well, thanks for calling, buddy. It's good to talk to you, and I will be messaging you. We'll, we'll figure out. How, we'll get you on here, and we'll, we'll fit you in and everything. Peace. All right, cool. Solidarity, y'all. Appreciate yeah. y'all. Have a good one. Take yeah. care. Yeah, I, I mean. Did you say dick hair? <laughs> you got me. No, I said take care. I used to know this guy that said if you don't want to say I love you to a girl. Oh, olive juice. I love you too. He used to say elephant shoe. Elephant shoe. <laughs> elephant I thought shoe. olive juice. Yeah. Just <laughs> and I was like, I, I always think about it now and I'm like <laughs> You just whisper that at them? Weird. You just whisper elephant shoe at them? They're like, Oh baby, I'm ready. It's this weird redneck uh uh it's this weird like really rednecky like honor code where you don't tell somebody you love them unless you really love them like but you make your what i grew look... up in yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. you're not allowed to tell them All i right. lost my first girlfriend like i i had a girlfriend for like three weeks and uh you wouldn't say you loved her we were laying in bed and she <laughs> just looked over at me and she was like i love you and i was like Cool. <laughs> right, but uh, it's like why can't it's like you can't just give out more love. Like who cares? I like, know I should have said it. it's that part of it is like that withholding, like wanting to wanting to withhold that from women or something. It wasn't it's withholding. Weird. It really was like if I don't feel this way, I can't say it because that's dishonorable. Sort of thing with me. It's very weird. The the return to work credit is four hundred and fifty dollars a month for a period of time. Dog, I'm back to or, work, man. I'm working right now. Or twelve hundred dollars <laughs> over two months, so you get an extra six hundred dollars. But that one, you one go back payment to work. if that saves you all in fees, I can take one payment. You got to go back to work though. To I'm at, I'm at back at work. <laughs> That's true. We should get it. Yeah, we're working right but now. But we never were not we're at, at work. work. That's the thing. I think you have to have collected unemployment we, we should have there. stopped working for the show <laughs> work yeah. stoppage that yeah, would have been works. cool we should yeah we should have a strike <laughs> let's have a strike you know let's say the patrons are our boss all right one more call and then we'll take a break yeah man all right we beat you on thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight hey hey this is joey from louisiana what's up oh hi hey joey what's up like a baby kangaroo yeah, what, what's going much, on, man. Joey? Uh, so I, I called him before. I don't know if y'all remember. I work at a dry or I worked oh. at a drive-through daiquiri shop. Oh here. yeah, we remember. I was gonna <laughs> ask you. I was actually gonna ask you, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> but I think yeah. I thought it was you. Yeah, how's the daiquiri stand business going? Good question. Uh, so I just quit that job a week ago. Oh, because you were taking uh, time off too, so you didn't have to work I, during I COVID. Did. Yeah, yeah, I I, I do remember it, your last yeah, call. I, yeah, I I like had a little money to like skate by for a few weeks. I went back, so I, I went back and started working again. And uh, between that last call and now, uh, one of my coworkers tested positive for COVID, and then the owner was aware of it immediately and then like swept it under the rug and kept that from us for like two weeks 
I wish two I could. Two weeks. I know that they're doing. Like, you know that this is happening all over the country yeah. because people are so what uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Just say it. They, but they don't want. That's so the thing. They if shouldn't be running a business. They're not grown up. You need to pass a maturity test. If you're going to be in charge of someone's yeah. paycheck, you have to be able to address yeah. the situation immediately. You can't just be like, oh, no. What am I, I have a do? guess. I'm not going to be able to sell no daiquiris. I do have a guess for why they don't tell people. <laughs> hey, I hey, think hey, I know. We have – Louisiana is like so it's, – it's like right now it's like number three in the country per capita for cases. We have testing all over the place. All they had to do was like literally just – Declare one day off for everybody. We're going to close the shop and everybody gets tested. And that's all he had to do, really. And he just was not willing to shut down for a single fucking day. That's small business, Tyron. And you know why he didn't do it? I'll explain why I think they don't tell people. Because you're making them go to work. And you're telling them that it's safe. And then... They're coming. Then he's like, "Oh, yeesh. you yeah, know like, what I mean." We have face shields and we have protocols. Like, you're no one's going to get COVID here. Are you crazy? Yeah. And then somebody gets them, and you're oh, like, yeah. "What am I so supposed to we, do?" We had I after I found out about it. Like, I so all right. This is so I, I. It's a we need to come up with a term for the middle ground between quitting and getting fired, where it's like a suicide <laughs> by cop of work. <laughs> yeah. Where you just well, that's your fuck. You just, like, talk your fucking mouth off at your boss to the point where, like, they can't keep you there. Right. If you come <laughs> back, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. That whole thing where it's like, <laughs> well, I can't go back now. I yelled at him and called him a fuckhead. Well, yeah. yeah there, there's yeah. also a point, I think. I found out. I found out at, like, 11 p.m., and I was already had been drinking. And, like, I texted him just kind of like a little... I just like floated a trial balloon. I was like, Hey, have you heard about X? You know, like our coworker who tested positive. And he was like, no, what's up? <laughs> you know? Oh, and I was like, yo, that's weird. Cause I already talked to the manager and he said, he told you about her. <laughs> and he was like, why did you ask me that question? Cause I like laid a trap for him. <laughs> and like, I just like texted back and forth with him between 11 PM and 3.30 a.m., he kept responding. <laughs> so he just kept going. And I kept drinking. So I was getting fucked up. And I was getting bolder and bolder. <laughs> and, like, he just kept dodging all my questions and be like, I didn't do anything illegal. Take it up with the governor. <laughs> he didn't do anything illegal. He did something like, fucked Fuck up. It, I don't want to work for this guy anymore. Like, in for a penny, in for a pound, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a moment I think there's always a moment where uh you look at your partner and you're like I'm I don't want to be at that fucking job anymore. And that's just like that's just lighting the fuse and that's saying you know we got 6 days to 6 months but uh there's going to be a new job happening. Yeah, yeah. Something, I'm just waiting for something to happen. You know, it's a, I want it to be appropriate. Yeah. I want to have the, I want to unleash my rage at the right moment, but then I'm out of here. In a I've done it glory. every time. I've, I've quit every time I've quit. You know, the first time I ever gave notice was at the camera store and that was the last real job I had. <laughs> I had never given notice before. I have, I had actually concealed the fact that I was going to quit and just, 
you know, kind of stopped going in, you know? So I guess I'm kind of <laughs> like that middle ground too, a lot of times, you know, I took three weeks off work. When I quit the cable company, I took three week, two weeks off at the beginning of the year and then came back with all my tools and said, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so I got paid that two weeks out. I took all my vacation time in January. Yeah. Smart move. Which they probably should have suspected something was going on when I'm like, I'm going to take, I need all my vacation time and all my PTO <laughs> to take this one long vacation. And then I just went back and never went back. And uh, it felt great. It felt wonderful. Love it. Um, oh, yeah. So my, uh, my, my girlfriend did kind of a similar thing where it's, uh, you kind of just try and be as bad as your job, uh, as bad at your job as possible. Like she, Doesn't work. She had a setup where she had been there so long, they like owed her severance if they fired her. So she just did Ooh. not want to quit. She was just like, I'm just going to slack hard. <laughs> it, that doesn't like, work. Try and get them to lay me off. <laughs> that doesn't work, though. I tried the same fucking thing, man. At the cable company, they got bought out while I was there, and they laid off five, five or six people that had been there for like twenty-five years. And I was like, "Yeah, why are you fucking lay? These guys love this job. You could have laid me off, and there wouldn't have been any problem because <laughs> I had been trying to fucking get fired for six months." I'd been back to work after my injury for six months and I'd been trying to get fired and I got in trouble and then a few times, but then like right before the end of the year, I have my year end review and they were like, Hey, you're doing great. We're giving you the maximum raise. And I was like, well, I'm just going to have to quit this. They're not going to fire yes, me. It's yes. not going to happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was doing uh, such no, dumb I had shit. Been, I had been at the Dacry shop for five years. And just like, I know how shitty most people are at that job because of like who they hire. And, and it's just like, it's a, it's a job you can slack off of. So like, there's a lot of people who just give less of a shit than I do about it. So like, it isn't hard to be a good employee at that job. So I was like, I can't passively get fired. I have to actively get fired here. Yeah. Like, yeah. The only way is for literally me to like call the owner a coward. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you called him? Yeah, no, like I, so again, there's, I, it was like four, four and a half hours or something that we like texted back and forth where I just like kept badgering him about shit. I, I screenshot it all. And it came to like 65 or 70 fucking screenshots. Oh it's just God. like this long thing of me getting drunker and him getting just, I mean, like, he's, you know, he's fucking 60, like at, at three in the morning, he's not as sharp as either. So like I was at, at a certain point, I was just trying to bait him into saying something incriminating. I just decided Smart. like, all I'm going to do is try and get dirt on him that I can sue him for or <laughs> yeah. report him for or whatever. Blackmail is very Yeah, that is my whole profitable. goal. That is so fucking great. That I sounds mean, like a Louisiana solution yeah. too. To yeah. Things. And and you know what? I'm sure it if you wanna if you got it like you always have Daiquiri stand to fall back on. I've always said this is like uh the smartest thing I ever did in my life was work at that cable company because now if shit goes all the way wrong, I can always go back and do that. I can always go sign up for a terrible job. 
Yeah. And I can move anywhere in the country and there's cable guys everywhere in the country and the companies are always hiring, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're back yeah. in cable. No. I, I literally had plan. someone say that to me it when is. I told them I, like, I left Cupid's uh, factories. They were like, because that's kind of like, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do right now. Like, I, again, I'm in a situation where, like, my bills are paid. And in theory, I got enough money for next month's bills, you know? So, like, I've got a cushion. So, like, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Maybe I'll look into getting something else, getting into something else. College? And they were like, you can do you college? You go to Frankie Daiquiri's, like, a block away. And, like, I know Daiquiri's, buddy. Put me on the fucking schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I can just. I can take my talents to South Beach and fucking yeah. Like, there's there's a senior yeah. frogs in like St. Martin that you could go to. Really, yeah. You could also go to like North Carolina and and work on like Hilton Head or the Outer Banks. Yeah, you go to Myrtle if you're Beach. Salty yeah, dog. there's been a part of me that's always like once I've understood how simple that model is and like how good of money it makes. I've just been like, I want to go to like Costa Rica and just open a tree shop. Yeah, drugs. Like, legal drugs really is like a really profitable it. way to make money. People are drinking more but, than like, ever. I really like, do kind of just want to drain money off of tourists and like, uh, you know, cruise ship people. I just want to like take all of their money. Yeah, I have, I have extra money for like frothy iced booze. Yeah, would it be very easy? I mean, like I know the equipment would cost a decent amount of money but do you think you would be able to get the amount of customers that it would take to make it a business that you could just like it like you where a dinosaur you just, costume or something well it, i'm i'm asking like where you can just be like oh i make you know i make about 15 dollars an hour to do this but it's mine I mean, and there I, are no I, rules good in the right situation like i went to i i, I went on tour for comedy last year and i was in Pensacola and I went to Pensacola Beach and there was like one of those little just bars on the beach, you know, you just kind of walk up from the sand and order a drink and go back to the beach. It was just daiquiris and it was like, you could get just this, there's like, you know, they had like, at the daiquiri shop I work at is like customizable. You can get a million different flavors. This was like, no, you could get a pina colada, a strawberry, or a margarita, and there were $8 for like an eight-ounce cup of it. I'm like, oh, he's making a killing. <laughs> you were doing like, the daiquiri calculation. You were like, nothing. that's one shot for a... That's I mean, Brett Payne talk, too. <laughs> Brett loves to be like, hey, man, they're probably making $19 off each one of them. When we were in Vegas, Brett was telling me like how much shit cost compared to how much I was buying stuff for every time. He was just like, man, you know... <laughs> We we went to Starbucks, remember? Yeah, and I needed yeah. a cold brew, which I buy here for two ninety nine, and uh, it was seven dollars there. And we were just standing, <laughs> and Brett's just like, "Oh, the material still costs the same, man." <laughs> or like those frozen. I remember the frozen daiquiri stands. Yeah, they're there. Good. You were like, "I think it's cheap," and they're selling them for like twenty bucks, man. I also think with global warming, things are going to be getting hot, so you can take that north. Like you can be, you can set up, you yeah. can go north and be the, like the first frozen daiquiri spot in, in, uh, one of these well, places like in, Na well, Nashville probably has a ton of them. Uh, I can, you know what I'm thinking now? Really? Is all, that, look, it's so simple. All you need is just like syrup. Yeah, we know. Liquor, water, yeah. and a machine. You can't say it out loud, then it's like, takes away the machine. Like, don't like, give it away. If you don't it buy has... a daiquiri machine, you can buy like a Vitamix and use ice. 
and it's, just make <laughs> shit that way. No, it's not sugar it. and Everclear. It's Maui Wowie, okay? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I just think about it like we were talking about an ice cream truck last week when the, the greatest uh, when the just, person with the greatest job in the history of calling this show, the guy that did an ice cream truck, uh, we were talking about that last week, and I was just like, "Fuck, man, I want to drive an ice cream." Well, truck. I think and it, now that now that Joey's talking, I'm like, "Fuck, man, now I want to own a daiquiri stand on a beach somewhere and rip off tourists." You know what I've been thinking about? I I've had this theory, and we haven't tried it at our dac uh, the daiquiri shop I used to work at. But like it's in my head is have have either of y'all ever worked at a place that had fountain drinks? Yeah. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Or any of y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know you know you know the big cardboard box of syrup? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. The, the bag in a box thing. Bag Sometimes they explode. Like, you can get that at, at Yeah, you, you can get that at Sam's, right? So like what I was thinking is like you could use that and make like frozen alcoholic root beer floats. Oh my god! Oh, whatever, Frozen right? coke. Like you could take that concentrated syrup. And you're blend innovating. It with, like, You've been in the game long enough. You're innovating now. <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible idea, Nick, which, Sprite, dude. Small Can business tyrant, Nick. How do you think this deal? How do you? I, I think there's sharks. Like, let's say let's, <laughs> let's, let's weigh in on this. <laughs> I let it's me brilliant. weigh in real quick. First off, yeah, right away. First I want off, in. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you can get me fifteen hundred back. First off, here's the thing. <laughs> here's here's something we're not covering here either, is that a lot of states. <laughs> A lot of states right now have changed their laws so that liquor can be delivered and you right. can get traveler drinks right. in yeah. almost all the states now in all the major cities. And like, I don't think they're going to be able to change that back. No, no, you know? no, no. We're not going to get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. We like that. So like this, this thing is like. Oh, yeah. You might be able to just go anywhere and deliver drinks. You know, I you mean, can just deliver the fucking things. You know, yeah. You just need to get like a, a, a ice fro- cream truck, frozen cart that you can just scoop it out. I ate of. that cart. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. yeah. You, get, you just get like the ice cream truck, but put a fucking like blender in it or a machine <laughs> in it. Once you get that generator, like the, the food truck with the generator and shit. You can drive anywhere and just make that shit. People think, would hire you to, to do I, parties. I guess you have to get the right license. People would hire you to do parties. Dog, if you're you in. Did that. A liquor license for a van. Definitely. If you need an angel investor, we'll pay one of your no, car that payments. Was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing right after, uh, right after like the stay at home order kicked in is one of my coworkers, like he was in some sort of, it, it was it was like a Facebook group that was kind of like uh, your like neighborhood group or whatever. You're like, yeah, I, I forget what the fucking app is called, but it's like the next door weird niche neighborhood app. Next door. Uh, <laughs> there's like a, yeah, next door. But there was like a, there was like a Facebook equivalent. Everybody in that was like, man, I wish people, I wish instead of an ice cream truck, there was a margarita truck. <laughs> and then he was like, yo, I work at a daiquiri shop, I can just like take orders and go do like no contact delivery for like a gallon of margarita. Yeah. You also, <laughs> like, we looked it up and you could like, 
You can get an incredible ice cream truck for $12,000. One with SpongeBob on the side yeah, and Paw Patrol on the back. Yeah, it has SpongeBob <laughs> on one side and Paw Patrol on the other side. And I was looking at that thing like, maybe I'll just get that instead of a car. I think... I think what we found in that in this economy that what it seems like the best idea is what can you get for a dollar and sell for four? Like that's just there's no more yeah. splitting hairs. Like I just need to take this syrup and turn it into triple. Yeah, yeah. What I pay. Which I think yeah. would, again. I mean that for for daiquiris because it's like it's so much like flavor involved off, in it. You really I make them at my house. Crazy strong unless you get the strong one. So, like, the strong one is just, like, made with Everclear or 151 rum or whatever. Which is also cheap. But, like, the regular ones that are made with just, like, rum or vodka or tequila or whatever. I like, like, Haze, any of the weird ones, half-baked or something. So cheap to make. Yeah, it's garbage. It's not, I mean, but at the same time, I try to make a daiquiri at the house. It's terrible. Like, I have chunky ice. You need an expert. I've got less than a 1,000 watts on my blender. I can't fully blend that thing to the smooth type (laughs) of premium quality that I expect. (laughs) I want to say this to the sharks, too. That's something I've been thinking about doing is making a zine where I just explain how to make daiquiris well, don't do that. shots to people who haven't made them before. No, you're going to be the no, Henry you, Ford of daiquiris. Yeah, you can be a daiquiri tycoon. <laughs> yeah. You're what trying are you to doing? do it the punk way. <laughs> you're sharing it with everybody. Yeah, that's what me and Brett yeah. did. We didn't make any money for yeah, fucking we six years. Don't do, a, don't um, do what we did. Uh, 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 but if you can buy I, something for a dollar and sell it for four, like do that a lot. I want to bring this up to the sharks <laughs> real quick, the other sharks. Okay. How much are you willing to invest? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I sorry, I cut you off. Well, nothing right now. But yeah. when my shit gets back together, I probably I'd throw a thousand at it too. I well, thought, oh, wow. But he, I'll just he stop by a few shirts. Just tell everybody that you can mix Kool Aid with smooth ice and Everclear and make a lot of money. Okay. So I feel like <laughs> but it's, it's a race to the finish line. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to start mobile margarita mix. <laughs> Bunch of Lonnie's margaritas. Dude, gold, show up and dude, you're like, hmm. <laughs> gold Belly will send you a margarita in the mail for like $94. So what I'm thinking is also when we talk about this truck, I'm, I'm, I'm really enraptured by this idea of an ice cream truck that is themed as an ice cream truck that will deliver daiquiris. It plays the ears to a person's low. house. It plays the it plays music. Maybe even day at the races. One hundred bottles of beer on the wall. Yes, that's maybe a good that one. song, yeah. right? Or yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, so that's it plays smart. that song, and and you will cater parties. Yeah. So you can just pull that up into some rich person's fucking driveway and sell them daiquiris all night for fucking $15 a piece. And here's the fucking thing about this. Here's the thing. People will pay more because it's a gimmick. You know well, what I, I mean? Think, I think you shouldn't park. You should just keep driving around the block so you get that experience of waving down the truck every yes. time you want to order. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm paying for. <laughs> yeah, people want gimmicks. People no, love gimmicks. Like things for like, uh, for like weddings and special occasions, right? Like that, that's what yep. the, the, the gig is, is like, do you want you, you know, you can have an open bar and that's cool and you can get a beer or a Jack and Coke or... You could get a fucking like a uh, frozen strawberry colada at your fucking da- at your wedding out of an like, ice cream truck. Out uh. of an ice cream because people love gimmicks, dude. You know what? Food trucks still kind of big, but not as big. But back in like 2011, everybody 
would go to food trucks and eat shitty food just because they're eating it out of a truck. It wasn't shitty food. No, well, sometimes. Sometimes I had gotten shitty food out of those like high okay level uh, food trucks, and I'd be like, "Well, I'm just eating this because it's coming out of a truck." I'm I gonna think. say it, I'm gonna agree that it wasn't all good, but if you agree that it wasn't all bad, yeah, I agree it wasn't all bad. I'm saying that like. A lot of times people were just eating out of food trucks because it was a truck. Yeah. You know, and, and like they were just like excited because it was like, oh, food trucks. That's like a New York but thing. But it's really fun to like have a whole bunch of food fall out of your mouth and you just lean forward and flop it all over the pa the hot pavement. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I, hate I like that. I love to just like have like a bunch of like uh, sloppy vegan like lentil Joe like wash off of my beard just like like eating. a shaggy dog just throw it on the asphalt and walk away from the mess eating by an exhaust pipe. Oh, yeah that's a bad yeah, idea right. with a, you really with a generator, generator like really loud on concrete usually on asphalt usually yeah, yeah. it's like not a good experience but like people will go to a food truck festival i like it and hang a park. out Right. Sometimes they, they don't do it apart. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but it, it's really much like, hey, do you do you like picnics? Would you like to pay twenty seven dollars for a picnic? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hate my back. I can't sit down. My back is so goddamn bad. My wife always has this romantic ideas about picnic, but hasn't accepted that my back doesn't do ninety degree angles. I can do a hundred degrees. <laughs> like if my legs are horizontal to the ground, I can do a hundred. I cannot do ninety. Like I'm just sitting like in pain, like, oh, this is beautiful. She's <laughs> she's like putting fucking jelly on toast and like talking about how great it is. I'm like, I'm in so much pain right now. That's why I have my micro chair. Okay, so that that's the key is it's gotta be a daiquiri truck with like computer chairs that you can recline in. Okay. You know, like that's <laughs> that's sense. what we're bringing to the game. That's that's the the new technology that nobody's gotten into. It's like comfy chairs that recline. I feel like that's, you just have to carry them in the truck, dump right. them out, and be like, I think, like, like sit back, lay back, and enjoy your daiquiri. Well, I would honestly just look up how much it costs to buy like a one-gallon plastic bucket, figuring how much it costs to fill that with booze and smooth ice, and then charge four times that yeah. amount. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I oh, mean, Joey, it's, it's, as much it's as so the bucket. Doable, yeah, like, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Joey, please. It's booze. It he, sells itself. Drugs. You think your drug dealer paid that much for his drugs? You think he's hooking you up every time no, you go? Yeah, you, like you, you think that? You think you think it costs? You think it costs uh, fucking forty dollars a tenth <laughs> to make weed in Ohio? No, no, it was yeah. pennies. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I fucking I I think you had to pay a hundred. Someone said you had to pay a hundred thousand dollars for a booze license in Florida. So yeah, you're charging four times whatever that bucket of booze costs and people will pay it and you throw it at them as hard as you fucking can and they won't complain because they're all fucking wimps they've been beaten down by the american government that's true, that's true. <laughs> well joey i want you to I, I want you to do this uh liquor ice cream truck yeah get them really bad we we and, need uh, it more than ever street fight will invest invest if you want to do it all right and uh, please keep us posted on this because I love I love this idea. Yeah. I think as a as a show, as Miss I'm Mr. Wonderful. You're Mark Cuban. Okay, I I love it. I'm I ready. love this idea. I'm ready for the deal. We we can get you in on a deal. Well, I mean, we can get you a All little right. bit of money. If if, if if I do make the the daiquiri truck, it will be called Lonnie's Daiquiri. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank you. That, 
This is like tell <laughs> someone. This is like tell someone. Like, I, I I will buy a uh, brick of cocaine if you'll sell it. Yes. <laughs> you can put you can put our logo. You're you're fine to use the black and red too. That's yeah, we'll give us. you. We're okay with that. We'll permission. Give you, yeah, we franchise two primary colors. I, okay, we're taking your. It's now our idea, and we're franchising it to you. No, you can buy in on a franchise. We'll get you set up. No, I want him to run it. I don't want anything to do with it except for just to get money from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Intellectual. Yeah. Hey, you're a listener out there. And you want to run a Lonnie's Daiquiri uh, truck? You just you let us know, dude. You're We're fucking franchising court. them out. This is like on record. We we make, came up with the idea that it was going to make you a million dollars. You fucking screwed the pooch. I'd, I'd love if it were extremely successful, but then it turns out. Uh, it was completely illegal the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's an issue. There's going to be some <laughs> that's a lot of street. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of. If we're going to do the jail time, <laughs> yeah, you would be. I'm going to call you. I'm going to use my just an, like an illegal alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that is a street fight business. <laughs> I'm going to call you Every from time. jail. I'm going to leave an angry message on your voicemail from fucking jail. That's what I use my one call for. This, this, I mean, there <laughs> has been era, like yeah, street fight ideas are always illegal. Yeah, you're going to get in trouble. Like, we, <laughs> in trouble if you do them there's great ideas but you're getting in trouble if you do them yeah would you just let us know we're, we're willing to get in trouble we've always been yeah you can get a little bit of trouble yeah it's fun thanks for calling joey it yeah, was fun appreciate it i'm just Hell yeah, man it's great to talk to y'all yeah it was very fun <laughs> Have a good i think night. this is an idea this is a we got maybe momentum. not a million dollar idea but a five hundred thousand dollar oh yeah oh yeah which, hey 500 grand is a good money yeah <laughs> I have a fucking, you know. I'd do it for a fancy t-shirt. I know. I would I mean, if I if I gave him a thousand, yeah, and he got this thing running <laughs> and he paid me back fifteen hundred dollars, I would like call my dad on the phone and be like, uh, so I made a wise business investment. It's illegal to charge that much. <laughs> what would really happen is you would pay a thousand dollars and then nothing. Yeah, that guy would all of a sudden he'd get a new phone. <laughs> yeah, he would have a yeah. cricket mobile change up. I mean, that's also good though for us you to know, get scammed. For street fight, we get scammed. It's like, oh, okay. you know what? Means TV got ripped off for shirts. Hardcore twice. Somebody double dipped for like five shirts. Oh, really? Yeah, and well, I was you can't like, give away the way they did it. Don't I felt bad. No, I'm not giving away, but I felt <laughs> bad because I set you all up with like the the merch thing, and then all of a sudden there's like five shirts got jacked to somebody in fucking Texas. They're like, they're smooth criminal. They got away with it. I know, I, nothing's I gonna it. happen. Like we filled out all the fucking paperwork and wrote like messages and showed like the same person ordered this twice, and they don't. The credit card company doesn't care. What are you gonna do? Cost that's doing that's business, fine. baby. Yeah. I mean, that's what you know. That's what it's like to be a shark. That's what it's like to be a part of the shark. Life. Yep. Yeah, we're right, sharking we're gonna, out here. We're gonna hit our break now. We're gonna come back and we're gonna knock out the rest of these calls. Nobody else call in because we're not. We have a good queue. No, we have a yeah, good. Yeah, we're queue. good. If you're on the line right now, you're in. I got you all locked in. You're probably gonna have to listen to a lot of complaining from Brian for a while, but we'll get back to it. Uh, thanks for listening to Street Fight. Uh, we have music this week from a listener. Their band is called Heat Map. You can find them at heatmap.bandcamp.com. I got to pee my pants real quick.
everybody welcome back to street fight radio you can probably see me i look like a little ghost on the live stream we are coming to you live from the patio uh right now we are renovating the studio we're building a new backdrop means tv is happening soon the tv show uh we have nick hayes the uh starter the founder and operator of means tv co-founder co-founder yeah co-operator with naomi um of means tv and you're down here to give us a kick in the pants 
to uh, get <laughs> shit going because we don't want to do stuff. It's hard to do stuff. Doing stuff, I mean, whenever you do stuff, there's going to be more stuff to do after it. If you don't do stuff, there's not going to be no more stuff to do. Yep, it's true. I it's, mean, I hate it just as much as the next guy. You have I just been trying to create a f- sense of responsibility, acting like you're so you like you inspire me as such a young man, <laughs> or uh, uh, just creating a false sense of like, hey, we have to do this because there's you know people are relying on us, but really it's just in our heads or something. No, I mean people are. I mean we want to make it happen, and you know there's talking about it, and then there's like you have to do it. like I didn't. I knew that all those shelves in the inside of that basement had to come down. And then I'm like, but I don't want to, there's this wood, there's trash, there's waste, there's building, there's (laughs) destruction. I have to organize. There's like 10 years of bullshit that has not been organized. I've just been able to leave that mess alone, but now we're getting through it. So the, the live stream setup is temporary. I know people have been complaining for a few weeks now. We're trying to get it together, but we're going to have a stable solution in the coming week. Right. You're going to make sure of that? Yep, that's my job. And we're out here doing this on the patio because Nick is young and has his whole life ahead of him, and he's afraid of I COVID. I told him it was the most COVID-friendly thing we could do You're right. was to be outside. We don't have to wear... None of them want to wear masks. They all are too big of... They all have too big of egos to do, wear a mask and podcast, so I'm like, you know... Yeah, you don't want to spitting all over each other. That makes <laughs> sense. And, you know, like you said, we don't have... Like, I've seen enough. Like, I... You know, and would rather trade in some like uh, risk of death for comfortability. <laughs> but you got your life ahead of you. you. Seem, I, you seem like yeah, like just willing to let it go. <laughs> like you, like I'm not gonna trying. put up a fight at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, you're trying, you're doing a pretty good job with all the COVID preparedness stuff. <laughs> just I, earlier when we were talking about, like, at the end of the day, you were like, well, I'll just die. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's just, a, it's a relation. At this point, it's like a relationship where I'm like, if you're going to come here and build the studio, like, you're going to be off of my germs. But <laughs> I don't, but it's like, I, this is my job. So I'm yes. trying to not, like, right. We're being an asshole. We're making you, you're doing, you're serving right now at a Mexican restaurant and we're making you get us more chips and salsa as we like spit all over you and you're covered in like a respirator. Yeah, and, and I'm a face just trying shield. to create some, a facade of protection just so I feel like I'm not an idiot for it being makes, here. An exposure makes sense. I, I don't, I'm, I don't hate you for it. I appreciate the help. I brought tons of masks and gloves. You and, do. Yep. You had masks ready to go. Yeah. It was great. All right. You ready to take these calls? I got some news. I got a quick news news break. Wow. Uh, My wife sent me a text and said the uh, TV in my bedroom is cracked and doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) No. It keeps keeps piling on. You beat me. Yeah, I fucked up the money earlier. You you've made the last mistake. So you 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 had an old ass TV. I've made a uh, uh, I've made the decision that for the past month or two that I'm not watching TV in bed anymore. I'm okay. it off when I get in bed, and uh, I think she thinks, you know, I cracked the TV, and uh, you did it. I neither one of us know who did it, but if I had to guess, I would think it's me because uh, I break things. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you break yeah. everything that you come in contact with. I do, I do. So what did you do? Just talk at it or something? I didn't do anything. I, I it got cracked somehow. It was just uh, like you you pick it up with both <laughs> hands and use it like a tablet yeah. to like use the buttons on the side and you just like squeeze it like a fucking accordion. I don't know how it got cracked. It's weird. I'm probably it's weird slapped it with something. 
You know, it's my guess. You what? have to hit TV. I haven't hit a TV in forever. You still I, hit your well, TV? No, but to I get was to work? probably getting out of bed and walked because I walk right by it when I get out of bed. Oh, yeah, that's it. And uh, like, oh, <laughs> you were putting on a flannel or a shirt or a jacket. Yeah, just... I don't remember hitting it, though. I, I I didn't think I did. So like one of those, Wait. like extending your arm, putting on a shirt yeah. and you smack it real Could've good. Something like that. You did a Godzilla on it. Yeah, it's gone. No more TV in the bedroom, which hey. I'm happy about. Yeah, that's bad anyways. But now it feels like she's going to make me buy a new TV. She wants... They're cheap. She wants... I know. It's not expensive. It's just... I thought we... Uh, you know, when <laughs> you she can first get right told by me, the I was register. like, nice, the TV's gone. You know? Yeah, that poison's out of my life. Yeah. It's a good piece of decor to remove from the bedroom. It's it just is. a big black square. She likes know? having a TV in the bedroom so she can lay down and watch the new girl for two hours <laughs> before she falls asleep. Well, I can't argue with that. We all love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? You're on the show. Don't be dead. Don't be dead. Oh, uh, hi. I'm alive. Oh, hey. Oh, what's good. up, alive Woo. person? Hello? <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Hi. I'm all right. Uh, my name is Sadie from Philadelphia. Perfect. What's up, Sadie? Um, we love Philly. Not too much. How are y'all? We're Fuck yeah, good. me too. I mean, I'm on a downward spiral, but I think uh, I'm sure I'll spin out of it at some point. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I just want, like, um, I've spent the last four years working in uh, homeless services in Philadelphia, and I wanted, if you wanted to know how fucked up it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we love Please. to hear how fucked up stuff is. <laughs> um, well, the main the main thing I'm thinking of is like the main uh, permanent supportive housing provider. So it's like people who are like who have been homeless for over a year, um, like they can get matched into um, housing that is like it's like free for life um, and shit like that. But the main provider of that in Philadelphia um just like hate homeless people where um like you have like to get in you have to pass a drug test right um you can't even like if you work at a bar like you can't live there too because you're going to come home smelling like alcohol uh, if, yeah. like you yeah if you drink casually <clears throat> Like you can't either either. And like I get it that like they don't wanna like trigger people who are in recovery, but also like the people who like the other people also need places to live. Yeah, you can't ignore um, that. And then they also do fucking credit checks. What the what? hell do you do a credit what? check on uh, <laughs> that is crazy. Like what what does your credit so like, have to be? I don't, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I just know, like, like a lot of people are in situations where, like, they were, their credit is bad because they were, like, taken advantage of, like, like people who is, like, like, their parents didn't have enough money to put the, pay the electric bill, so they put their, their kid's name on the electric bill. Yeah. So then that kid, like, is then, is then kind of fucked. Um, or like someone like, you know, people like putting credit cards in other people's names and shit like that. Like, happened to discover people get a lot. Fucked. When I did collections, I would have to collect yeah. and be like, ah, my mom opened this card in my name like years ago. And I've been trying to, you know, they've been doing legal battles, but it happens a lot. <laughs> so fucked up. <clears throat> yeah. So like that, 
that's one thing that's because it's like like this is housing that should be like because the, the reason people don't have homes to live in is because housing is inaccessible yeah so like making it like extremely hard to like get in that housing is like well fucked up yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, like, so are they basically just shooting for people who who have no problems, except for the fact that they can't get somewhere to live? You know, that's what it seems like they're doing. They're looking for like the perfect. That's exactly what yeah, it is. They're looking for like the perfect homeless person. They're they're this this. Because yeah. a lot of people, when you do a social service or some kind of safety net, you a lot of the people that start those things have an idea of who is worthy of the help. Yeah. And that's who gets help. This is like you talk to anybody who is angry about welfare, any of the social safety nets that we have and in, in in this country, the tiny, teeny tiny little ones, they always say like, well, you know, we don't want people to take advantage of it. You know, and and it's like, but people yeah. don't really take advantage of it. <laughs> and it's like, it feels like if if you were doing something like this and you wanted to drug test people that maybe you know maybe if somebody tests positive you can offer them treatment or or put the people that maybe aren't ready to stop in a separate area from the people that are in recovery that doesn't sound impossible exactly yeah, exactly. Because they, like, they have, they, they're the ones with all the money. They have fucking John Bon Jovi funding them for some reason, mm -hmm. and like, <laughs> oh, so I guess cool. may, maybe that's why they, they have to be like the perfect homeless person. Like, we got to show John like the perfect person. Um, <laughs> John I bon I'm, Jovi, I'm high. I forget what I was going to say. That's so he spoiled the pot. He just yeah, come on, John. Nobody's bon Jovi. good enough for John Bon Jovi, <laughs> and they just created this crisis in Philadelphia. <laughs> God, that's so funny. This John, fucking John Bon Jovi. You know, we thought that we could thank you for living on a prayer, but now we have to be angry at you. You know, so all of your great songs are for not if people are getting credit checked. A credit Wait, check is a wild ass thing. Well, I, you know what? I, none of this you can't can't look up any of this on the internet. I'm just saying it right now. But uh, I saw. I, when I was listening to the Trillbillies recently, they, I don't remember the name of it, but they mentioned some new, like, liberal organization. Lincoln Project. Was, no, it was something like, uh, 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 <laughs> problem based solutions or something. And oh. it was just this, like, gentrifier group that basically went into town and were like, Hey, drugs, that's a problem. Call the police on them. You know, like they, they these people were like trying to fix problems. Uh, they were supposed to go in to help these like communities in need, but all they did was like try to eliminate all the stuff that they don't like. Like they, it's just doing more of the same metrics and grandstanding. And I have to say, I, I'm going to get the official name of this, but I just noticed when I was driving earlier today, there was these flags on the side of the road that says Morse Road Revitalization Project Zone. Uh-oh. And that's a place <laughs> that's a place <laughs> where uh, there are a lot of communities that are heavily policed that are gotta wait for Jason to leave. Gotta wait for Jason to leave. <laughs> Is that really Jason? Yeah. <laughs> Chopper, baby. <laughs> 
He drives a Harley now. Yeah, oh, that's wow. a, that's like a fucking V6. The dude. producer has left the left the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool though. We do have a producer that drives a Harley. So no, he drives it. He drives a Honda. Oh, I thought that was a Harley. More reliable, man. Okay. You gotta have too okay. much money. The yeah. Harleys are a money pit. That's the street fight bike anyway over harley you yeah we don't want a harley we won't be considered like in the same class as the hell's angels that's true yeah sorry what were you saying no i mean i was just saying that like these projects are uh they're, they're just coming at it from a new solution and this is something we have to look at when it's defund the police is that these folks are just going to find new ways to punish people for having a drug problem for not having good credit and for not being the right kind of homeless or in need yep and this is and the, yeah it's been decades of this yeah, yeah it sucks but this is the wrecking that like this is the wrecking that we have to have uh the folks that have been talking about this you know uh and in and you've been in the field you know this firsthand uh we have all these people that are jumping yeah. on board you know we have all these companies we have all these conversations that are happening but we have to push people further we have to take them out of their comfort zone it was easy for them to come onto the side of like prison abolition or defund the police or you know whatever these efforts are black lives matter but we have to actually make it stick and make them do things that aren't so easy to do like that this is the momentum we have to keep moving yeah i don't know how it's going to happen because it's a horrible place that we live in but this is that's where we're at and i think that's the responsibility i guess that we have yeah yeah for real truly well thanks for calling in and and bringing it up it it, uh, i mean that fucking sucks credit check is just like don't get me out of here get where drug test is evil, <laughs> but i think the credit check's more evil than the drug test because you're you're like i said you're doing a credit check on a person that doesn't have a house and if i just quit drugs my credit ain't the best yeah yeah that's true when i mean when i quit doing opioids i was not doing well in the uh credit department all right well thanks for calling we appreciate it have a good one you too thank you Please. All right, let's get this bread. We got a couple more to go. We had to jump in, which I think is deserved. A deserved? Well, because we had a they dro- someone dropped and then someone jumped. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, hi. This is Jonathan L in L.A. What's up, Jonathan? How's things going in L.A.? Hey, good. I, I it was me that I, I I the call got dropped for me, so I called back in. Okay. Okay. Hey, you know. So yeah, we we yeah, didn't pay our bill. I was kind of in the queue at first. The system works. <laughs> we didn't pay our bill. It's okay. Yeah. It, so what's going on but anyway, tonight? Nothing. Um, I just wanted to call in and say that. Uh, well, well, first of all, I'm a Means TV subscriber. Nice. Thank and you so much. I can attest to all of the great shows that are on it. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for saying that. There's so a lot of good. Outfits. There's good stuff. I mean, like, talk about like you know, the old days of spending money to rent, spending four to eight dollars every Friday night to get a few movies, maybe a two for three deal. I mean, the like you, there's enough stuff coming out every single week that spans so many topics. There's a lot of great stuff to see. It's good. Sorry. Yeah, I like the I like I like the Means Morning News. Oh yeah, like the Sams are the best. Uh, 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 yeah, and I like uh, Professor Wolf's talk. Nice. Oh, cool. Well, you're going to love Street Fight <laughs> TV. It is it is. <laughs> well, us I know. I, I want to know more about this metal show you're talking about. Oh, that's Tell a me pay- more about this metal show. 
That's the Patreon uh, uh, miniseries that is going to start this week. We're going to have some bands and comedians come on. We're going to talk about all the different kinds of metal. I think it'll be about five weeks because there's 200 kinds of metal. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have to, like, narrow it down to, like, five kinds of metal. You know, you want to go with it. Here's what you knew. Okay. New metal. Thrash. Okay. Okay. Of course. Death. Yes. Death. Probably black. Yeah. Black seems like a, a reasonable choice. Tough conversation. It is a, it, but that's why I think it's a good choice, you know, because we should talk about that stuff. And then what would five be? What's a kind of, what's a, oh, old, old, like uh, Judas Priest, new old wave metal? of British heavy metal type stuff. You know what I mean? Well, I was going to say what I, I also, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's also the, Tradi- I like traditional or classical, traditional, classical yeah. heavy metal. And you can even throw hair metal into that. UFO. Uh, you're actually, mixing we'll genres. Six. You're we'll mixing do a hair lot. metal, and then we'll do <laughs> UFO is not uh, hair metal. No, yeah. no, no. We'll do we'll do hair metal, okay. and then we'll do one. We'll do six episodes. We'll do hair metal, and then one more of like UFO, Judas Priest, like just the earliest stages of metal. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Black Sabbath. Uh, you know, you, you got to kind of throw some stuff in together. That's how these things work. You can't do ten shows. Well, well, I think we have to be. We have to. Be, we're gonna have to come back because we're gonna miss out on a lot of metal. I didn't hear grindcore mentioned at all. I, yeah, I guess I also didn't mention metalcore, which is like a very <laughs> yeah. important kind of metal. Yeah, you did. You forgot some. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll figure. There's this also. Out. There's I so want to talk about the new metal. stuff. I want to talk about 2000s and 2020. Yeah. Like the the modern day stuff and like the young people that listen to like Breaking Benjamin and stuff when right. they were like 10 and thought it was like the hardest shit ever. Right. We're going to get, but we're going to, we're hope. I'm going to start Crawl, contacting. Tech death. Yes. I'm going to start do. contacting some, ba- I want to do industrial metal too. What about the slow shit? What about doom or s- <laughs> no. We don't acknowledge slow. Doom and stoner metal, that can be combined. Yeah, I mean, I have a very hard time. I know people are going to get pissed about this, but it is that is a really hard kind of music to listen to. I gotta say, because the metal I like. First of all, I like new metal, so don't get mad at me if I don't like your specific kind of metal. I like some of the worst metal ever made. I like no, I, not at all. Just on the POD cast, I just gave Disturbed a twenty-seven out of the ten. Score of, no, not out of ten. It's it's an unlimited sort of number, but the highest rating I gave before was uh uh what what it was the first Corn album, and I gave it a fifteen. But then I gave Disturbed a 27. (laughs) It's almost twice as good as the first one. Man, that album is just, it bangs, really does. And, and the reason it got a 27, and you can listen to it on the POD cast, but the reason it really got a 27 is because it's very funny. It is a, it is, that's irony, Brian. Yeah, irony, Brian enjoyed it a lot more than even some of the actual enjoyable things because it was like, there's a song where he's like saying like, oh, there's this song that starts out and he's like kind of doing like a little groove to get in. And he's like, he, he says this and it gets you a little something for your ear hole okay and then they do a cover of shout by tears for fears great song and there's a part where they say ice and then he overlays like his vocal and he goes ice ice baby (laughs) And and then 
the first song on the album as part of the bridge into the chorus he keeps saying i'm going to talk about some freaky shit now (laughs) it's just a really funny first song it's like how can i give this album less than a 27 you know yeah i guess 27 so uh what kind of metal are you into I, I like mostly the the classical, and I like uh, I like the stoner. I like the thrash. Ah, yeah, the stoner stuff, stuff. From, stuff from the eighties, nineties. I mean, I feel nothing, nothing after two thousand, kind of. Really? really, there's some good stuff. You should check out Power Trip if you oh, like absolutely. thrash. They're like a they do like three minute trash thrash songs, not trash. They do like three minute thrash songs and they, they fucking rule. But like the thing about the doom and stoner stuff is like, I've listened to the best band of all the bands. I've listened to sleep, which is considered the best <laughs> of all the bands. I got no joy out of it. Right. And it was just like, See, uh, I think you should, I think you should uh, listen to the electric wizard. Okay, I will give Electric Wizard a chance and see what I think. Dope Smoker? It's just so like, here's the thing about it. It's slow and then intentionally repetitive, which is like, I don't know, man. That's why I don't listen to techno music is because it's repetitive. You know what I mean? It's like a a wave washing over you of familiarity from five seconds ago. It is, yeah. They did that with uh, Krautrock in like the 70s can had this like the idea of like buddhist incantations where you just keep saying a mantra over and over again and after the like 500 time you said it like it feels different than the first time like it just all of a sudden every new instance of it becomes a unique experience i want to i want when i listen to metal i want it to make me feel like running through a wall <laughs> yeah, okay and throwing air punches and kicks that's like what how I want to feel. Okay. I want to listen to it and feel more powerful because I'm listening. You know that thing where like a really heavy riff kicks in and you're just like you you just want to like you're listening to your earbuds and you're you walking. you want it to take over your nervous system. Yes. <laughs> you you want to kind of speed control of your nervous system. Yes, because like I get this thing when a really heavy like great riff happens where I just want to stand and spread my arms out. Like nobody could defeat me. You know, I have all the power. I'm violent. You know, that's no how guts, I want no to glory. feel. And, and that's why I'm super into this now too, is the violence. That's why I like metal. Yeah. Right now. Like before it was always like, Oh, you know, like corn, you know, what? Limp biscuit and stuff. It was like, these guys understand my feelings and I'm really <laughs> getting my feelings out here. Now I just want it to be one evil and two heavy so that I feel like, you know what I mean? But also like I listen to typo negative quite a bit, which is not heavy and is slow, you know, and weird. Yeah. It's my favorite band right now. Um, yeah, I think, I uh, for me, the the thing I like the most is that it is really empathetic in the way that like it talks about the miserable ways that people die. Even like listening <laughs> some of the '90s stuff, it just you're always looking up the worst way that people are getting killed. And I something about it I think is empathetic. I think it's to say like there there's a worse situation to be in. There's people getting ripped limb from limb, you know, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't me. I see uh, but it. and also like the 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 early days of it and I think that's what's been the good part is that in the 90s 
uh, there is a lot with black metal and with like Pantera. There's a lot of like white supremacy and weird but, racist well, overtones. Pantera is not their white supremacist. The flag. I understand that. And Phil uh, Anselmo has no. done the Zig Heil. Zig Heil. But I don't think the songs were specifically but the guy intended. Is. Yeah, he is. And it sounds oh, like God. hate crime music. The sounds. I mean, it's the sound of music before like someone gets yeah. killed before being called the f word. There's a Pantera song playing. Oh, is when I what is my belief. Right. It's, 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 it's kind of belligerent. It's kind of belligerent, but a little little undirected. A little angry. It's but, just but, very. But, it's yeah. intentionally angry, but, and it's intentionally made to make you want to be angry. Right. But it's, I think was that their goal. And now a lot of the bands like Havoc, like Hexen, like Power Trip, like Municipal Waste, they are very uh, much about telling like rednecks to fuck off lamb of god told rednecks to fuck off obituary not there's a lot of bands that have said like we're not a white supremacy thing we're not racist and like we're like bringing back some of the like thought that went be the anti-war sentiment and like the anti-oppression and capitalism that was a big part of what started a lot of that back in the 80s and 70s i mean a, a lot of it is is just kids with nowhere else to go is oh, really yeah. what metal is that's why i i mean that's and that's one of the reasons like i've had like sort of a renaissance with it is that like i think the world is like really fucked up and uh uh and i think that like people have a right to be angry and to express that anger and i'm angry about the world too and uh uh it is a kind of music that like expresses feelings that a lot of people who are like, maybe I feel as though, uh, uh, at times I can be pretty inarticulate about the rage that I feel about getting it across. You know, I even, I mean, just even by like couching it in irony and comedy a lot of times, but with, with metal, there is nothing left up. You're not like trying to interpret what this is this is angry and dark and these people are pissed off and it's also like like i brett brought this up to me i don't want to take your thing but like with punk you know i'm reading please kill me right now and uh a lot of these fucking punk icons Proto. came from rich family yeah. You know, they, they were, were just like, rich yeah, kids that were yeah, just. I, I know, I know. Please kill me. Yeah, New York drug addicts. Yeah, and 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 that were in a band. And um, with metal, it's always like people who were like framing houses and playing at a bar on the weekend, and then fucking something happens where they hit and they go on well, the road. You know, kind of the the one grand unifying theory of metal that I know was written in a book by a man named Robert Walzer. And I, I think I actually recommended this book to Brett over Twitter uh, once, once upon a time. It's, it's called Running with the Devil, Gender, Power, and Madness in Heavy Metal Music. Oh, I would read and that. So the, yeah, and, and so the idea of the book is that when you do a musicological analysis of metal, you need to not only consider the lyrics themselves, but to consider kind of the structure of the music as conveying a lot of the message. That's kind of I, I, what I understand to be basic musicology. And so one of the central themes of metal is power because of the nature of kind of the chords that the music is constructed from. 
they are very polychromatic and they are very sustained, which agrees with kind of part of our, our sociolog sociological understanding of what power is. Yeah. And so metal is a way for people to achieve some degree of power, even though they may kind of lack it in other aspects of their life. Yeah, yeah, it does. It feels... If that makes sense. It is a music where people who maybe can't talk about theory don't really know how to talk about politics or even sociology or anything like that it it is i've said this before and it's one of the reasons for the call-in show and one of the reasons for the zine i think that the more people whose story get out there the more we understand people and there's a certain kind of guy and and brett brought this up when we went to see the corn concert yeah. but there's a certain kind of guy that like he expresses one feeling you know there's one feeling he's allowed to have and it's in a mosh pit and it's during a metal concert and that's where he has every single one of his feelings and the people on stage they express every single one of those they're they're, they're expressing right. anger in a room and people are having a good time sort of working through and dealing with anger you know and it right. I, I just feel they, they like channel it and amplify yeah and i i feel like i just feel like it's it's Oh, this book's cool. Okay. I, I just feel like it's very, uh, 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 it's a, it's a very working class. I think like rap and metal and country music are the three things I look at. And I'm like, this is what working people are like. This is the, you, we're talking about like when you talk about like, uh, uh, how people communicate their feelings to the world, rap, metal, and country music is how the people that you don't hear their voices ever communicate right. the music. Absolutely. Co communicate with the world. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling we're in. Metal that, series yeah. though. We're, we're, it's coming. Absolutely. First episode this week. Maybe. All right. Oh, they got Talk it. You guys later. They got Straight the book. I can get yeah. the book on my, uh, the, the chat is a little, some of the chat is mad, but it's not to say that all fucking punk is bad, but a no. lot of the heroes, like when you read like the velvet underground stuff, it's like, these are artsy people in Brooklyn that have a cushy life that like couldn't fail, you know? Yeah, no, like, I don't like, you look, I like, like punk Patty Smith. To. A lot of the proto people were just like Brooklynites. Like there's, you know, I, there's just, there is a lot of people that are, are held up as, uh, these like, radical outcasts it's just because they had the money to be that way at a time at that time you right know? and i i want to make it clear that like i love punk and uh i think that there are very cool genuine punk people it was something that i had never given a chance until i met brett but then i started listening to some of it and i'm like oh shit you know this stuff is very cool against me which is kind of punkish is is like a band that i really like but like yeah. I'm just saying that, like, I identify personally. I have always identified personally with a lot of metal because it's just, I guess it's like catered to me. Yeah. Too, yeah. You know, absolutely. And, uh, I hope that didn't come off. Like, I, 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 I really don't want people to think that I was shit talking punk. I just am saying that, like, I feel. No, it's a contrast. And it, it, it yeah, it is, hasn't been said. Sorry. I, well, yeah. I mean, I think punk is cool because it's artsy. It's like, like, it is like an, uh, a thing that like ties very well with art and, and 
stuff like that. And it's like usually um, some of the people are more like articulate that do punk. And like, I just feel like for me, uh, you know, in the same way that our show isn't like, like the current affairs podcast, you know what I mean? Or our show isn't like, uh, uh, or, or like, just not pop. Uh, like, I like, I don't, I don't know why I said the current affairs podcast. Cause I don't listen to it or like it. Um, <laughs> I don't listen to it, but we're different. You know what I mean? It's like a different kind of thing. And yeah. I think we're metal to that. Kind yeah. Of current thing. affairs is punk. They're not punk. <laughs> I fucked up. Okay. Punk. Listen, I'm just saying that punk is more artsy. It has a higher cost of entry. And, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you have You're to digging your hole deeper. I you gotta just get I out loud. <laughs> I keep I listen. He's in a bad, <laughs> no, he's in a bad way right now. <laughs> you gotta just be like, he just, he's right. Let everybody in the chat say Brian's right. He needs a win right now. <laughs> well, I feel bad because I'm really not. I'm really no, not you're right, saying though. that I don't like punk and that I don't think working people do punk. I'm no, saying no. I don't think that. I don't think any of those things. I like punk. I think working class people do punk. Yeah, that's all, all right, you need to settled. say. Yeah. There we go. Now, now they can they can get along. Please Last don't be call. mad at me. They hate you. Sorry. Just early reports ran. They hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't. Just mildly. They're going to forgive you. Basically, they'll let it. They'll let it go under the the uh, rug. Uh, last call to end them all. Let's see who's here. Let's see who it is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is uh, Henry from the Bronx. What's up? Hey, Henry, what's up? You a punk? What's going on? <laughs> I know. Now my no. TV's broken. My car broke down. I have I have injuries all over my body. My wrist hurts, and my listeners hate me. You just invalidated this young man's experience that punk saved their life when they were a teen. I... I'm literally, I'm saying. It's okay. I'm joking. Okay. I'm fucking with you. I mean, I feel guilty now. No, like, I can shit on no, something no, I like. Brett's just fucking with you. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, caller. Yeah, call uh, yes. You're the star of the show. What's going on? Um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm an electrician in New York City and. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about how I created a little bit of a backdoor union in my uh, non-electrical, co- uh, non-union electrical company. Please. Oh, how'd yeah. you do this? Backdoor yes, union. please. Sounds like a great song. <laughs> <laughs> I um, basically, I got lucky. A bunch of idiot bosses gave me this bullshit safety position in the company and the magic words on any job site to get shit that you know guys need is well it's not safe so pretty quickly i learned to just basically say hey that's not safe um and pretty early on during the pandemic it, it was pretty vital um yeah it, it's pretty fucking cool it's, i i've been a foreman for years and this is the first time where i really feel like i can kind of put the screws to a bunch of racist fucking bosses so you're saying you have like a coalition of people like you're doing like a you're saying you're doing like a strict compliance thing where now you're just pointing out all the unsafe stuff until like conditions improve. Yeah, but also they uh, they received a shit ton of money through the pay touch, uh, the PPP and they didn't fucking need it. All of our job sites were open the entire time. There was no risk of us closing. 
And, uh, yeah, they, they kind of got called out on it in a meeting that I brought it up and I didn't even realize it. It was two of these other guys were like, Hey, uh, they got all this money from the PPP. You should bring it up in the next meeting. And, uh, yeah, we all got bonuses two weeks later. Wow. Oh shit. Hush money. So you said that you've been like using this to like, create a sort of backdoor union how has that been how has sort of like you having that power spiraled into getting everybody on board with that kind of idea of collective organizing and stuff um it's taken a lot of work i've been with this company for about four years and in the beginning a lot of the guys were very anti-union you know a lot of the guys in the company are people of color but they've all been kind of sold this certain bill of goods that oh, you can get more money if you know if you just work with your boss and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, you know it's 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 taken some chipping away, but really this pandemic has has changed a lot of people in the company. People are pissed off. Um, in the beginning, a bunch of the supervisors in the company did not believe in the pandemic at all, and uh, yeah, a lot of guys and the company got real sick. I got real sick. Um, my fiance got real sick. There was one night where we were, we were this close to saying, fuck it. Like, let's go to Mount Sinai. You can't breathe. Um, but yeah, it, it, was it, 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 did you take a test? The company just, yeah. Yeah. Did you, you got it? You got COVID? Oh yeah. 100%. And, uh, yeah, it's about four months in now. I still have antibodies. I still give uh, blood serum every week. My fiance and I go to the blood centers every Thursday. Um, it fucking sucks. It's yeah. four weeks of hell. The first week you feel just kind of lethargic and your stomach feels like shit. And the second week it's like switch turns and you can't get out of bed. You're coughing up a storm. You have a constant headache. Your fever is just going. Um yeah, and then that third week, you feel better, but anytime you move around, it's like you just walk, I don't know, 60,000 steps like you do, Brian. And uh, that fourth week, you think you're all better, and again, you just feel overheated and just out of it. It's It's not fun at all. Yeah, and also be still be careful because I just like read a thing that you can get it twice. Because, like, people were making fun of this woman from WWE because she said she got it a second time and she really had it. And then some virologists just did a podcast, apparently, where they said, uh, yeah, you can catch it two times and it's worse the second time. Yeah, if I'm being honest, the last couple days, I felt like shit again and I haven't left the apartment. Like, I already texted my boss saying, hey... I'm out today and tomorrow I'm getting tested. <laughs> like, it's really funny you mentioned that. So. Yeah, I, I have, uh, I, I just heard about it today and I was like, man, cause part of me for a period of time was like, I would, I, I mean, if I got it and I couldn't get it again, like chicken pox, I'll just go get it. You know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. cause I'm an idiot. Going to the Corona party. Yeah. I'm an idiot. You know, I, I, I totally feel that way. I didn't, yeah, I don't want to get it. <laughs> I feel I I just feel like this this fucking 
unbearable weight having this thing out there that I don't know how it feels. I don't know what it is and that I can catch. I mean, I feel like it's even crazier when you've gone through it and you've like dealt with a month of just feeling like shit. And And then then you're you're like, and you know exactly what it's going to be like if you have to go through it again. And you're reading memes from people that say it's a, it's a hoax to make Trump look bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other (laughs) thing that, that is, is that's very, that to me is like, it really sucks that so many people think it's a hoax. Like that it's starting to feel like we're going to get to a critical mass of people who think it's a hoax. It was like, you know, in, in the week before the mask mandate in Ohio and in Columbus, uh, right. And nobody was wearing a mask. I, I would get dirty looks from people for wearing a mask at the grocery store. And like, I don't, I put it on when I go indoors. Like that's my, fucking thing it's like i'm usually far away from people and i'm walking and i'm outside and but I'm do alone. they think it's a hoax like i feel like it's i feel like i don't feel yeah, like my, most people it's think not, it's a hoax. they I don't think people are just like i don't want to wear a mask and look stupid i would rather not be reminded about it yeah. I, I i don't it's uncomfortable yeah there's like when we went hiking, there was a lot of people without masks. And then Erica was like, I felt like I sh- there was no reason to be wearing one if they were just going to breathe all over me, you know? And you just feel that yeah. pressure where you're like, if, I mean, fuck it. If we're, if we're all going to the hell coaster together, I don't want to have my mouth all covered up and be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. It's stupid. Yeah. I, I just, it's not right. Yeah. And it, but like the way that, like, we went to the hardware store today and it was way more masked up because of the mandate. And that was all it took was like, no, you actually have to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. And, and also it's spiking. I mean, it looks bad. The graphs are out there. Not that graphs have meant anything. I've been sharing graphs for all, uh, for decades on social media. Not that they matter, but I mean, there is an effect happening, you know? Yeah. I, I agree. I, yeah. It is like, it, uh, sharing graphs hasn't ever worked, you know? But like, uh, uh, no one gives a shit. Well, yeah, it was like always during like you show somebody a graph of like the wealth distribution and you can't even get them to jump out of their chair angrily, you know, but like I'm looking at these graphs no, and I they, they got me. If I saw that graph, but yeah, they've got me. I'll tell you, I, I, I really like, I'm, I'm pretty freaked out about the whole thing. Like, and I'm, I'm like, there was a period where I think I got a little bit lackadaisical about it. And then when I started seeing these graphs, it snapped me right back into where I was back in March. And I've been a lot better about it. I mean, I wasn't like not wearing a mask at the store. I was still wearing a mask, you know, but I was like, ah, do I really need to hand sanitize 15 times a day? You know? Yes, you do. You have to hand sanitize. You can't yeah, touch oh, your yeah. face, you know? Do you know how you got it? You no, know, Brett. Uh, yeah, I basically figured it all out. Uh, this guy from Corona Queens just got it while being in the neighborhood, brought it to the job site. This mechanic in our company had it. He left the Friday before I called out sick for a month. And he left to go off to Massachusetts that Friday. And basically, if you worked that Friday and worked close to that mechanic, you got sick. And if you didn't work that Friday, you didn't get sick. So it definitely, yeah. It's that easy. You know, it's funny that you mentioned, like, um, you know, people that don't believe it. My supervisor 
does not believe it at all. Like in the beginning, when I started this whole kind of safety council that turned into a backdoor union with like union reps, well, safety counselors on each site, but they're really just fucking union reps. I fucking love it. That's what I've been. Uh, yeah, uh, me and Brad have been saying. I've been been saying this for years. It's like fine. We just won't call it a union then. <laughs> yeah, but it's still functionally a union. <laughs> yeah. But my supervisor was basically, I, I told him in the beginning, I was like, hey, listen, like, I get it. For liability reasons, you can't tell guys to get tested if they don't have symptoms, but we can at, at least recommend it. And my supervisor was like, well, you know, I really saw this video the other day. And, you know, some people, he's obviously talking about himself. He's like, some people, you know, believe that, you know, the, the testing centers in New York are the places where people are giving the virus. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, I, I <laughs> no. quit the fucking company. Yeah, me and Brett were actually yeah. talking. I, I sent Brett this the day we got back from Tennessee because I was like, holy shit, the new COVID conspiracy is like going to convince a lot of people and it's like airtight. It's great. And uh, what it is is there is an anecdote going around where people are saying their uncle went to the doctor to have his bad knee worked on and the doctor told him that he sent 10 tests that hadn't even been done to a testing facility and they all came back positive. And now I've heard it. I've seen it also. I don't understand that logic. What is the, there's screenshots of there's nurses. There's a group of nurses in California that thought it was weird that everybody has COVID. So they sent five uh, real ones in and five blank tests in and they got 10 positive COVID results, but it didn't happen. Because they keep saying, but like, it's Cincinnati. It says Cincinnati. Baltimore. It says Tampa. It oh, says it's Baltimore. just like a, it's just like a, like disinformation blog site headline. Yeah, it's thing. just one it's of those the new fucking feed my camp. Jesus. Yeah, it's just a folksy thing to say. Like you know what I heard is down at the hospital they're getting a lot of false positives. Yeah, and that's the the, the really what what. So I think the early stuff, uh, the ant, the people who thought it was the pandemic people i think that early stuff was able to convince a few people but it didn't work but what always convinces people is a meme that tells a story like it it never fails if you get a screenshot of something that looks like a tweet or a facebook page and you brown it a little bit and you just send it and people will fucking believe it every fucking time. It, that's the Hard kind evidence. of thing that gets to people. I saw 15 different versions of that story. I did too. 15 different Reddit versions. posts, Instagrams, like so many different versions of it. Uh, and that's the new thing they're trying wow. to probably, do. But it, honestly, the people pushing that is probably some guy who's just making ad money off yeah. of an article. Like, it's not even He's that it's some plotting, like, billionaire. No. It's just, that's just, it's the mechanisms of the society. It's like these weird off people who are like, if I just make a popular conspiracy theory, I'll make a bunch of ad revenue and, like, I can, God, you know, you think get so? Because I, like, yeah. just, like, what's I would sell Freedom Trump mugs. It's somebody that can send that and say, like, they're plotting against Trump. I mean, if you're proud of Trump, you got to get a hot coffee mug, you know, and they buy it for three dollars and sell it for twenty five. Really? Because I was thinking, like, I really did, and maybe this it's is just me being it. a dumbass, but I really did feel like it was like capitalists, and when I say capitalist, <laughs> I mean like Koch brothers, like the 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 high level. Co- I really feel like they sort of fund 
disinformation campaigns. They do, and, but I and mean, the goal is to oh, get 100%. people back to work. They all want to get people back to work and open the economy all the way back up. And that, like, it just feels like something that would be so simple to do for these people with all this money to, to put these things out there. And it would, it's, it's a very effective, uh, disinformation campaign. It, it, it works. Yeah. I joined, uh, I joined all these Facebook groups when they started all the reopen protests and bullshit like that. And just from an anecdotic perspective, like most of the people in those groups were small business tyrants, like every fucking one of them. It's just like, they, they, they just want the, like, they just want to get paid again. Like it, and it's funny too, with my supervisor, like he's the, one of the guys that signs my fucking check. Like, of course he, you know, he has the means to not believe it, but he also like, like, he doesn't give a shit if like 50% of his workforce gets sick. Like as long as the job site's still going, like he doesn't care. Right. In the back of the mind, it's just an excuse to not have to do what's right or care about another person. Like you just wake up every single day and look for a reason to be like, ah, none of your care, none of your concerns fucking matter. Well, there's people who are trying to accept. I feel like this, there's, like some people are trying to accept what's going on and like kind of live their life within it and try to adjust accordingly. And then there's people who are faced with like, Hey, you have to change kind of the way you live. And it's like, I don't want to do that though. Yeah. And I, and I think you'll, there's a lot of kind of media that will be c- come out to like make those people happy, give them what they want. Yeah. And it'll be from all sorts of people with all sorts of interests, you know, financially or politically. Yeah. Yeah, Cloudily. I just, the the I want to go back to work thing was so bizarre to me because like I can't imagine the person that's saying I want to go back to work. So I basically chalked that up to small business owners. They wanted to get back to work because they wanted to open their fucking business, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, it was great. It was great when I was sick because I was collecting unemployment. It was the first time where like I was making good money because non-union foremen make fucking shit, man. Like I, it was a, the electrical job that I fell into, you know, I was a bartender for a couple of years, wanted more stable money. And I was like, fuck it. I'll do this while I finish up grad school. And, uh, yeah, like I, 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 on unemployment, I was making more than I was running a job site. And it was just like, you guys really like opened my eyes where I was just like, fuck it. Why the fuck am I doing this? Like <laughs> there really should be a way where I can, you know, realize the life where i'm truly happy instead of working for a bunch of racist you know assholes every day yeah yeah i mean i i i think like you know taking that risk of quitting the job you hate is like the hardest thing that's like it's a real easy for you to say thing when i say it to people it's like you know you (laughs) kind of just have to do it and then hope it's gonna work out which coming from me is like okay it did end up working out and I got the thing I wanted, you know, but, uh, I, you know, I can say with a reasonable amount of, uh, confidence that, uh, not everybody's going to get the job that they want, you know, (laughs) like it's not going to work out for some people, but like, if you don't try, you're going to be mad at yourself forever, you know, steal some office supplies. It's like, there's, you know, in, in addition to quitting, take, get as much money as you can fake references, yeah, it's great. It's great that you're doing this, though. This is like a real roadmap for a lot of people, I think. Like, just even hearing this idea of like, okay, like, 
you know, maybe at my job, it seems impossible to do a union campaign, but maybe I can start working things out in this moment. I mean, it's incredible. A little position of power just for to, to push back. Right. That's I, I think the incredible yeah. thing about this story is is like me and Brett were saying early on in the lockdown period, like we have some power, like not us personally, because we're our own bosses, but people that were workers, especially essential workers, did have some power and they still do have some power. And and like that was a time where they really had the opportunity to recognize that power and wield it. And uh, you didn't let it become sort of a missed opportunity. It seems like you really set something up and that that's something to be very proud of. I think you like really did something important. And I think that like the more people do stuff like this, the more their coworkers see the benefits of collectively working together to get a better situation for themselves, you know? Yeah. It, it, it really is great because, you know, like I said, I've been running job sites for four years and I fucking hated it. And now this is one of the few times where I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know, like our company is paying for so much right now for extra PPE and guys are starting to realize like, wait, hold on. Like, there's all this extra money for, you know, COVID bullshit and you guys are still like doing well. Like where the fuck is my rate? And yes. it's, it's really opening up a lot of guys. And like the one thing I would recommend if other guys want to do this is just frame it to these, you know, the, the small business tyrants be like, Oh, this will be good to like lower your business insurance. You can, you know, rep it to the insurance company that, Oh, we have a safety council that, you know, does weekly reports and bullshit like that. But really what you're doing behind the scenes is making sure every guy is first and foremost getting what they need. Like, you know, we, the, the apprentices right now in my company, we're getting 15 an hour. And after COVID started, now they're getting 1850 an hour, which isn't much better in New York City because, you know, you got to pay $125 a month just for, you know, the monthly Metro card and then more for tools. Like the cost of entry to enter construction right now in New York city is around probably three grand before you can even get on a job site. So a lot of these guys are already in fucking debt. So paying them $15 isn't enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. Especially in I, New York and supplying your own tools is that's just such a brutal thing. Oh, it's like I, I, I look back now at the beginning of my career when I was like, oh, yeah, I'll buy all my tools and, like, have my own bandsaw, have my own hammer drill. And now I'm just like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Like, I'm just making, you know, my boss richer by doing that. Like, he should be providing all those tools. Like, the basics, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy my pliers every day. But this other shit, like, man, yeah. So, yeah, yeah just recommend to your, your bosses or whatever hey, let's start a safety council to help you lower the insurance. And then really behind the scenes, you start getting guys that, you know, have been kind of radicalized by all this because people are realizing like the bosses are not your fucking friend. They will never be your friend. No matter how many times they say, oh, this is a family. Fuck no. Family don't treat each other like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Thank, thanks good for job. calling in and, and telling us that story. That's 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 a real good up way 
to end this show. Yes. Facts. Thanks for calling. Have a good night, guys. Yeah. Please take care. That reminds me yeah. of like doing uh, the bike building thing where it was like a scam because I had a, I had a bike stand. I had an impact wrench. I had all the tools. And when I signed on to the job, they were going to deduct a few hundred dollars from my paycheck for like the starter kit of tools. Like they were selling me a bike stand and a wrench and they were selling me all this stuff. And I was like, I already have them. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have the tools. They're like, well, we provide our own thing. And we, I'm like, no, <laughs> you pay me to put bikes together. I'm not going to pay for tools I already got. No, you know? Yeah. A lot of those are scams. Actually, I have a really good way to end this. I just got the craziest email. Do you want to? Please, if it's about punk, I can't. It's right not about now. punk. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna go to bed, and all I'm gonna have anxiety about my car. And now, like a million punks. You're gonna think me. of like some some le- some disenfranchised poor young punk child that got <laughs> saved, and that you were like, you're a fucking bougie piece of yeah, shit. I do. I feel social bad about climber. It. I do. <laughs> I absolutely 100% feel bad What's about this it. email. <laughs> well, I, I, I told you it. You just jumped off the edge. You <laughs> uh, listen to this email. Scything in suburbia. Hey, y'all. This is a note for Brett. In a not so recent show, you mentioned becoming a lawn guy, and this made me sad. My wife and I also just bought a house, and we both agreed we would not become lawn people. We are for surround, we are for sure surrounded by them. But we moved in in April and have yet to mow the lawn. April. Parts of it now stand at above three feet tall and remind me of grasses you might see growing out of sand dunes at the beach. Cool. This is not to say we haven't trimmed most of the yard at some point. However, this was done with a scythe. Wow, cool. <laughs> That's sweet. Initially, we had multiple neighbors offering us mowers, edgers, etc. <laughs> but once I got out there with the scythe, mo- with the scythe, most the of that neighborly help and advice has gone quiet. I suggest you become a scythe guy instead. It's a great workout, uses no fossil fuels, and I can't help can't help but think it's a deterrent for unsolicited lawnscaping advice. Lawns are dumb. Fucking them up with an 18-inch razor blade makes you look metal and is exactly the only type of attention they deserve. It's very cool. It's also the Amandul, the cover of that. They're swinging a scythe. Death, the metal band has a scythe. I mean, every band in metal has a scythe thing. There are a few places online that sell them. I got mine from One Scythe Revolution, and they cost less than a mower. Oh, really? Loads of videos on scything on YouTube and how to sharpen the blade. I'm well, on one side. I might buy one just as a prop for the TV think, show. Can I'll just be a stand with the side when we do in studio stuff. I could. The, I have a riding lower riding lawn mower guy next to me, but I think I could get. The, I, I'm still going to put on the big headphones like it's loud, <laughs> but I'm going to be having the scythe on, and then like when they pull up, I'm going to like pull them one off and be like, "Hey, yeah, how's it going? I no, I I grabbed the trash can for you." Or there were a little bit of trash blow off, and then I'm going to put it back on and go back to scything. Man, these things are cool. Yeah, they're great. I mean, you could just cut someone right in half with one. You could just chop a body right in half. Yeah, maybe I'll get one. I don't have a yard, <laughs> yeah, though. I would just be getting earlier. it. Just get a scythe, yes, dude. Yes, this is like a big knife. 
It is a big knife. It's a big it knife, is. basically. Well, but thank they wouldn't you. Let that me carry it around with me. <laughs> that came uh, from Stinky Dumpster. So thank you, Stinky Dumpster, yeah, for <laughs> writing in. I uh, really appreciate the scythe advice. We are Street Fight Radio. We will have a stable setup. Sorry that we're so chillax this week on the patio, uh, but we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.